Hello, it is Feel Good Friday, March 19th, day one of March Madness. Yeah! Listen, that was a loud yell, but we are jacked up. I assume you are as well. One year removed from the last... No, two years removed from the last March Madness, from the spectacle that is the greatest tournament on earth. It encompasses the entire day, every Turner channel that's impossible to find. Get a chance to watch a sport you might not watch the rest of the year, but it gets electrifying. This weekend is one of the best weekend in sports. We cannot wait to talk about what happened this weekend on Monday, but today's show, big show. Yeah, huge show today. Carson Wentz and I. In studio. Big conversation. Big conversation. Big conversation. A lot of people have been talking about this. And I wonder if we – we a Brandon Marshall conversation was unbelievable yeah. as well. Great. Yeah, we put it on today. Oh, yeah. Have to. Got to do it. Be a friend, tell a friend if you enjoy the show by the end of it. And if not, just act like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And while you're watching these games, like all of us this weekend, you think to yourself, man, I would like a nicer TV to watch these games on. Yeah, my TV stinks. Or maybe you think to yourself, hey, the NFL just got an 11-year new media deal done, and there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be a lot more visible. And you think to yourself, you know what? By the time football season comes around, I'm going to need a much better television to watch all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And with the deals right now, I mean, you, you got to get on top of it. And you got to go to Best Buy. You have to. Have to. To do it right now you can find great deals on big screen tvs from brands like samsung and lg best buy will even bring it to you with fast free curbside pickup and delivery when you visit bestbuy.com today what's a better way to celebrate yourself being a massive sports fan than gifting yourself a brand new tv that is at an incredible price that I'm not sure you'll be able to see for much longer. No, yeah. I mean, there is no better feeling. You unbox that new TV. Oh, oh baby, there's nothing better. BestBuy.com today. There's great deals on big screen TVs from all the brands that you love and have heard about. Now it's time for you to go make that play in the middle of this March madness. All right, let's get to the show, Ty, shall we? Sounds good. A lot is happening. <laughs> okay. Obviously, the NFL is continuing. There's players being traded. There's players being cut. There's players getting paid. Congrats to all those that are living out their dreams and their bank accounts are getting filled to those that are losing their jobs in the NFL or anywhere else. Let's bounce back on the other side and be great. March Madness began last night for play-in games, and they were all mad. Mm -hmm. Last-second shots, overtimes. Evan Fox lost us all thousands. Of dollars, but the good news for everybody is that the Michigan State Spartans basketball team presented by Rocket Mortgage will not be in the tournament this year. It is not January, February, Izzo, April, May. It is not that anymore. Tom Izzo might retire, and I'll tell you what, it feels like (laughs) it's about time for him to hang him up. The team he coached was the Spartans. The team that he coached was good in March. The team that he now coaches is presented by Rocket Mortgage, and they stink in March. Is it Tom Izzo's time to hang it up at Evan Foxy, diehard Michigan State fan, talked all of us into putting our entire account, (laughs) which meant thousands and thousands of dollars on a university that has let people down time in, time out. Foxy, is it time for Izzo to potentially be out of college basketball? Izzo is not done. He's not going anywhere. With that being said, they choked so bad last night. (laughs) They stink. 
Uh, there's another game beginning in about 11 minutes, and then that will start an onslaught of games here in Indiana all the way through the day, all the way through the weekend. The game's tipping off at 1 a.m., I believe. So go ahead and buckle up. Let's have a good time. There is basketball showing in the studio right below off camera here. I might be distracted, but we will turn that off whenever our guests are on today. Today's guest, Brandon Marshall, will join us. Down at House of Athlete, formerly of the Broncos, Dolphins, Bears, Jets. Yep. I think so, yeah. There was a few more after Seahawks. that little run. Seahawks. Saints. Anyways, any, Saints, he's, he's a host on Showtime now for Inside the NFL. His podcast, I Am Athlete Podcast, is awesome. Literally, every time they do an episode, it gets quoted by everybody. Cannot wait to chat with him. He was supposed to be on before. Something happened. He canceled last minute. Excited to chat with him. And then, one hour from now, the reason why I'm wearing this incredibly cool... Yeah. Camo Bomber Coach Jacket. Man. Carson Wentz will be in studio in about one hour. Wow! Let's go! He landed in Indianapolis yesterday via Jim Mercy's private plane. They had a press conference. They did their whole thing. He woke up this morning with a $10 million roster bonus showing up in his bank account from the Indianapolis Colts. We'll be talking to him in one hour. I got some calls from people. Once they heard that I was doing this conversation with Carson Wentz, asking me if I was going to be truthful about everything that has potentially been said, I will explain to him the situation that I was in whenever we were looking ahead for what quarterback should be with the Indianapolis Colts. You know, at the time when I said, hey, everybody's forcing Carson Wentz to the Colts, and I said, let's not, let's, can we slow that down a little bit? Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was available. Allegedly, Aaron Rodgers was available. Yep. And everybody was like, let's get Carson and Frank back together. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. If we can get Aaron fucking Rodgers to the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts, I, I, I love Frank and Carson getting together. But let's assume after what we know about Aaron, he and Frank will get along just fine. And this team that is in Indianapolis is ready to go. And if it wasn't going to be Aaron, it came out like he's not being traded, blah, blah, blah. Matthew Stafford, I'm like, Matthew Stafford, he's cheaper. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a lot less money. He comes from a very bad organization where we could potentially save him, bring him a lifeline. And the Colts were in that conversation. Once he ended up as an L, uh, Los Angeles Ram with the trade of Goff's contract and like three first-rounders or whatever, then I I feel like I was very open. Like, okay, here we go. Carson Wentz coming on in. Mm -hmm. He's in town. He looks happy. I cannot wait to chat with him about where his state of mind is, about life and everything, being a Colt. I will... I will speak the truth. I feel like I do that all the time. Uh, But I'm very pumped up about this and thankful for him and the Colts being like, hey, he has to have a convo with somebody about everything that's happened. I I think we're not uh, kind of numb to the fact that there's potential, you know, narratives out there about the guy. I think once you talk to him, you're going to love him. I think people will as well. I hope so. Cannot wait to meet him. Less than an hour away, he'll be sitting right there. Brandon Marshall is in about 18 minutes. And we got a basketball game tipping off in seven minutes and 35 seconds that we can all make money off. Speaking of, we had over 50,000 people enter into our Bracket Bonanza on the March Madness live app. That means the winner will be taking home $100,000. Thank you. You're doing it. himself. Appreciate it. You're doing it. Yeah, I'm giving me $100,000. Like I said yesterday, the 51000 will be enough, Pat. Thank you. No, well, it's not $51,000. $100,000 will go to the Bracket Bonanza winner, me, me. And I will have to pay taxes on that because it's a gift from me to me. But there's nothing like, you know, like when my bark box arrives, my dog yes. gets mm-hmm. so happy. Uh-huh. 
it's a gift that just shows up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? When you, when you sign up for those other boxes, they're gifts that you pay for. They just show up. This $100,000 that I all of a sudden just won from me, a gift from me, this is awesome. This is beautiful. This is March, baby. Congrats wow, to me. Okay. Wow. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you, Pat. Thank, thank you, Pat. 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 In my account. Thank no, you did thank not you, win. Pat. I did win. No, you were alongside, I think, the 54 other thousand humans competing for second place not bad we're giving zero dollars to second place but it's not bad you at least get to say hey silver medal how you doing keep it moving Fifty-four thousand bracket bonanza i came in second good news for you at boston connor wearing the camo hat how you doing i'm fantastic had to wear it for for our guy carson uh but don't worry i'll break off a piece of my gold medal and give it to you it's not like you'll feel as if you want a silver medal you can have part of the gold how ignorant is this guy thinking he's gonna win this thing ty schmidt he's got no shot at this thing i mean absolute buffoon i've basically Basically, already spent the hundred k, so I'm just gonna have to replace that when I do win. I You're mean, not I'm gonna win, Ty. Don't do that. No, no, I'm Your colitis is bad enough. Well, what do you think I need to pay for? You know, I mean, I need to get some new meds. I, need I to have should. Surgery. I, I didn't know, know it was like that. I should not have filled out my bracket so perfectly then. Well, I mean, I didn't know you needed like real life things. He well, does. Well, it's okay though because I know you got the the score wrong in the final game. No, I did so. not. I got the score. That's where I got it right. I, stop. You know who got the fucking bracket wrong? Who? And had to change theirs this morning? Who? Stooge in the back. Wait, why? <laughs> Expensive uh, Stooge. Why? why? Stupid Stooge. Who do you have? Michigan Just not State. checkers, right? If Michigan State won last night, they're taking this whole thing home, but they lost. Just did a quick change. I got Illinois taking this thing all the way. <laughs> no, nope. wrong. Stinks, dude. Rip up your they're tickets. Gonna, they're going to lose to West Virginia, first of all, and yeah. West Virginia's about to get real hot. People, they play tonight at like, I think, 7 a.m. or something yeah. like that tonight. Yeah. I was, I was asked to go to the game. By the way, really? Yeah, I'm not going because no. it is so late. But the next round, I will go to. Ten fifty seven tip. You can be home by you know two a.m. Yeah, yeah I, I do respect that. But I would like to, you know, I, I maybe I want to see what team we have in the tournament too. I have them sure. going. There's a lot of money I have wagered. I have six figures wagered on the West Virginia Mountaineers. <laughs> okay, winning. The national championship. I don't know if I should be there live in the first round again. I would like to see what team shows up here, though. You That's know what smart. I mean? I yeah. Second round, though, I am going to attempt to. I'm going to attempt to get out there and watch those boys play basketball. What's that, Nick? You would have been one of the only people in the building, right? You would have been like that guy at semi-pro eating his nachos yeah. under the hoop. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. Corn dog, Jackie. That guy. <laughs> that guy's awesome. That guy would have been cool, but I don't know if I need to be in a. God damn it, hugs! Yeah, yeah. Get the white the ball. <laughs> So you know here, I mean? and they're shooting where in Lucas Oil Stadium, yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we got to hope the white McNeil, uh-huh. okay, has the depth mm-hmm. perception figured out because although the boys are at McBride and Culver and that team is electric, okay, very good. They need a three-point splash artist, and Lucas uh, Lucas Oil Stadium it could get a little bit tough because of the depth perception. So we need our McNeil guy to go ahead and get hot all of a sudden. That'd be very nice of him. At Tone Diggs, how you doing? Are about? you concerned? Are you not going because you know how? Much pressure you put on the pens when you go to their games. Like, it might be a similar situation for college basketball. Well, especially with this jacket I'm wearing. Yeah. I walk into that thing, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll probably have the flying WV it. underneath there, you yeah. know what I mean, to represent. You're going to see me. You're going to hear me. And, you know, I, I could probably be a bit condescending sometimes whenever <laughs> I say things. So, probably not the right guy to have in there. But I do appreciate the invite from the team. And to be honest, I did not know. I did not know that people were even able, like, I knew I heard 25%, never even thought, like, oh, I'm going to go to a game. And this is what COVID has done, by the way. Yeah. This, this was like St. Patrick's Day. We didn't even, there wasn't even a thought, like, oh, we're going to go celebrate this thing. And that's okay. <laughs> we cannot let this be normal, okay? 
We got to get our asses out there and find that fucking yeah. dog yeah. whenever we get a chance. Come okay? on. Yeah. Let's have a great March Madness. Let's have a good time here. Gumpy, last night, how'd you do gambling the first four in? Do you have a hot start to March or you have a little bit of a cold start here, pal? 4-0, and Pat. Hit a four-game parlay for a couple thousand. Oh. I want to oh. let you know I did not ask that as a setup question, to be honest with you. I, I had no idea you hit a four-game. Four so you want UCLA. Everybody in here seemed to go UCLA because Foxy was on Michigan State. And this is, once again, my fault for being too good of a friend. Yeah. 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 Being too supportive You're of loyal. a boss. Thank Truly. You. Being like, hey, Foxy believes this. Mm-hmm. He gave that entire speech three times yesterday mm-hmm. about how January, February is Yeah, I bought in. I believed. Yeah, I woke up this morning just, what, Izzo's fighting players again in the yeah. tournament? This seems oh, to be yeah. a normal oh, thing. They're up, they're up 11 up whenever 11. that happens you and know, they lose. We didn't I saw the first thing I looked at, I saw was... In the group text, you guys sent in uh, late night. By the way, that game ended what? For, yeah, four hours ago or so. Whatever. Yeah. The you guys sent in late night. The uh, there's a, a Twitter be- uh, the not a, a tweet that showed the beef between Izzo and the player or whatever. And I looked at, I saw the beef, and I'm like, ah, that's what Izzo does. He fights his players in the middle of games. Like that's the way this thing goes. That's why it's January, February, Izzo. And I saw the score, 44-33. And I, I that was at like 6:04 a.m. I like looked in the group text. I saw that. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking one. Go right over the fan I was like about to. You Here know, we go. The whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. Paul. I go over there and it's an it's an L, and I'm like, what happened here? What happened? And then I go back. I have to now. I have to go back through the game on Twitter because I'm not. I didn't DVR it obviously, and I found where True TV was. Jesus Christ, we're back to that. <laughs> we there, missed yeah. that last year. <laughs> we missed we that last year. The the searching for these channels that are obscurely owned by Turner and they have the entire deal. Shout out to them, by the way. Bouncing back and forth last night, you'd watch a game. It would end. You'd go to a a, a, a panel or whatever. And you would assume they'd be like, oh, the other game, by the way, is on the other channel. You're just sitting there. I'm like, oh, the other game's got to be coming on after this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, you just, it's on the other fucking, why didn't you tell me? Why, <laughs> I, why didn't you tell me it's on the other channel? Can you tell me what channel it is? It, that's something I think I kind of missed from last year when we didn't have a March Madness, was trying to figure out where these games yep. were. But this morning when I woke up, you know, early, early riser, you know, first one in, last one out. Sure. Early bird gets the worm, dude. Oh, yeah. Powered by the sun, not the moon. That's mm-hmm. right. When I looked and I saw that we had lost numerous thousands of dollars after being up 11 at halftime, my immediate thought first thing this morning was, fuck Evan Foxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good way to start March no. Madness. Don't, don't no, blame nobody me. Could blame okay. you, though. Nobody could blame you for those no. feelings, Pat. That was literally my first thought. I mean, enough is enough. Here. A lot of people well, thought that. Well, Whoa. January, February, Izzo. Izzo. Yeah. You have an 11-point lead at halftime and you lose the game in overtime. You stink as a coach. Can't no, it. it's because you stink as this a coach. is what happened. We had you to play gave up an 11-point lead. We played you a, stink. We played a West Coast team at 1030. That's normal their time. Our oh. Boys got tired. Uh, it was midnight uh, by the second. Pac yeah. 12. The coach, 12 after dark. The coach. The coach should have had them in that goddamn bubble, yeah. changing up their sleep schedules. Okay, yeah. let's let's start pumping some ambient in these kids so they start living on that West Coast lifestyle. That's a coach's decision. What I'm saying is, it's January, February. Anybody but Izzo. Izzo. April, May, <laughs> June, July, August. Eleven point fumble in the second half. Does, has he lost it like Coach K? No. I mean, these are wow. things you guys start asking well, no one can blame you but i mean fade foxy has really you know come to fruition here as he gives his biggest lock it's your biggest loss you know there's nothing you can do so i told why, him why is Izzo fighting players that's, that's what, what he does, does. he's, he's just said, coaching hey he's we're up playing. 11 are you good yeah yeah no you're not i'm you're gonna punch you in the face yeah and then second <laughs> half come out and stink last year or two years ago he did it to a yeah, freshman yeah. or whatever and 
they were going to hit the over or whatever. They're mm -hmm. on pace to hit the over. He gets into a fight with a guy. That guy misses seven yeah. straight shots. Uh -huh. And uh, the under hits, they lose, whatever. It's just that's Izzo's thing. Just can't help himself. He's coaching, guys. <laughs> Every former Michigan State Spartan tweeted about this, what Izzo does. He has a great relationship with his players. I don't care about his relationship with his goddamn players. All I'm saying is when he fights his yeah. players, <laughs> nothing good happens after the you, – you guys were we, – we were up 11 at <laughs> halftime. We were up 9 at halftime. And then all of a sudden, what? The greatest coach – that has the month thing, and we just tipped off. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We just got started. Virginia Thank Tech, God. Florida has popped off here. It is 12-16 Eastern Standard. We are 15 seconds into March Madness. Woo. The tourney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With a charge good defense. Oh. I believe the whole office is on Florida here. Virginia Tech missed 15 days because of COVID uh, prior to the ACC championship game uh, against Miami or whatever. So I think we like Florida strictly because I'm not sure they've had to battle through Uncle COVID, but Florida's driving it down the court. A little bit of a weave. Seems like every team is doing that. They nice. run into each other at half court. Oh my God, the team we bet on stinks. No, yeah, no, no. Virginia no, Tech has rusty. played three games since February 6th. Uh, uh, so we should have taken first half Florida. No, we're fine. That's what we should have thought of. Florida's got the guy. Anyways, it's great to be here. I assume watching and listening to this show today is going to be tough, except for <laughs> when the guests are on. Florida, 0 0, late in the shot clock, puts up a bullshit three, misses. I mean, okay. what are we doing here? <laughs> All right. That's fine. That's fine. Let's get some shots up from three. Let's, Let's get, get some warm. phone calls. We'll do a lot of phone calls today. one 888 mad There's some news around the NFL world. Akeem Hicks is available yep. to find a trade out of Chicago. They are also releasing uh, Fuller, who's a Pro Bowl corner. So I believe Pro Bowl D-tackle, Pro Bowl yeah. corner, both being either released or told that they can go elsewhere in Chicago. The interesting thing there is they signed Andy Dalton yesterday, okay, to a 10 million dollar deal or whatever he was told while he was in the process of figuring out where he wanted to go during that tampering period which means there was numerous other offers i'd assume for old red rifle andy dalton he said he was assured that he was the starter going to chicago which is one of the reasons why he wanted to go there then it came out this morning via adam schefter that although chicago did sign andy dalton and it seems like they're cutting people and telling people they can ask for trades and things like that because they don't have a lot of salary cap room they are still allegedly in the Russell Wilson hunt. Mm -hmm. Although the first offer that went through where you would assume that it was three number ones, a third, and two starters. At this point, we can assume that the two starters were Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller, which are two very, very good players. Um, Schefter said this morning that don't, don't consider them out of the Russell Wilson camp. So are they going to send Andy Dalton over to Seattle alongside that? Does Andy Dalton know whenever he said that they told me I was going to be the starter, that's why I made this decision? Did Andy Dalton know that there's still a chance to go? Or is what Schefter's saying not necessarily true for Chicago, but maybe for another team that's trying to get in on the Russell Wilson trade opportunity. Now, Schneider or Carroll have not come out and said we are not trading Russell Wilson, but we can say with the Russell Wilson situation, he put out a video, okay? He put out a video. We have to move those captions, by the way. Mm -hmm. they, they're covering the score and Brutal. the clock. I mean, that is... <laughs> That can't happen. Well, we will have to affect that, change that. Uh, Diggs is diving into it right now. Old Tech Diggs, we appreciate you, pal. But Russell Wilson put out a video 
basically talking about his flag football team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cam Newton has a flag football team. They're mm-hmm. like an entire crew. They got people in the NFL, I believe, that have played for his. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson, I think, was announcing his flag football thing. And the interesting thing, the last time we ran a Russell Wilson video, we did get a strike. People were going to try to take down our entire uh, YouTube uh, video. But at the end of Russell Wilson's video that he put out on Twitter just yesterday, he said, "Go Hawks, baby." What? Yes, Back like Seahawks? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was talking about Iowa. Well, he might have been pulling for Luca Garza and the boys uh-huh. in the March Madness, yeah. which we had not dive into. There was some tweets that said maybe he's going to play a little basketball down in Atlanta. And yeah. there are other Hawks, by the way. I believe the, Hart- the Hartford Hawks, I believe, are in the uh, in the tourney. I mm-hmm. think they made it into the tourney. It is potentially the Chicago Blackhawks. So there's a lot of potential Hawks out there. But what we're saying is Russell Wilson. Since he has become a Seattle Seahawk, his sign-off of every single conversation he has ever had publicly ends with Go Hawks. Mm-hmm. And with now with Team 3 talking about how they don't necessarily love what Seattle's been doing. Yeah. And Pete Carroll has anonymous people coming out on his side. And his agent's telling four places he could get traded to. And the offensive line has gotten buried by some people within Russell Wilson's camp. We thought there was a chance... That maybe that go Hawks would be said with less enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Same, same enthusiasm. Still got it. Russell Wilson still, still Seattle Seahawk. I don't know if he's going to move on, but boy, I'm intrigued to see how they work that out in the locker room. How they work that out with Pete Carroll. What's that offense going to be? Is Russell Wilson just going to be pissed off again next year? How's that going to affect him during the season? Because last year, if that's what happened whenever he started playing bad there for four or five games where it looked like he forgot how to play football, is that because he was upset with the entire situation possibly? That Russell Wilson-Seattle thing is going to be intriguing from here on out. But Shefty says, don't think it's over. He's still potentially not going to be a Seahawk. Wait until draft night. I think that's when we'll really know what's going to happen for the future over there. Is there any way that that trade? Oh! Oh! Somebody got paid. Brinks week continues here on this feel-good Friday as Florida goes up 6-4. to Done deal for the Broncos. They're re-signing Justin Simmons, the highest-paid safety in history now. They're giving him a four-year $61 million extension, which is about 15.25 average per year per multiple reports. A leader on and off the field. Simmons has been the Broncos' Walter Payton nominee twice and has not missed a snap since 2017. This is the type of player you see is the Walter Payton nominee twice which means he's big in the community, whether it's in Denver or at back home. This is the type of guy who, all incredible football player, everything like all pro, pro bowl or everything like that. If you're that good of a dude, that good of a player, and you don't re-sign that guy, you immediately look like a franchise that's like, yeah, we don't take care of our own people. Who knows what's going on with Vaughn Miller? I guess they're potentially restructuring or doing something over there. There was reports that he was potentially going to be on the road, and allegedly Drew Locke wasn't locked in as their quarterback going forward. There's potential trade conversations over there. Them getting a deal done with Justin Simmons is good news for the franchise, good news for Justin Simmons, and also good news for guys that go to a place, dominate, be a good person, and, and get paid in the end. This is the NFL uh, uh, coming coming together in a beautiful way in Brinks Week. Feel good Friday. In was franchise last year, was franchise again this year until they got the deal done. Business is picked up. Yeah. Okay. Not often in the middle of Indianapolis, Indiana, do you get a chance to get somebody that is maybe a conversation piece from everybody across the country in studio. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, all pro, pro bowler, new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz. Yeah! Yeah! Oh! 
you, sir. Hey, Carson, thank you for coming in. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. By the way, you're also talked about all across the country too. So. Well, yeah, not for the so. not for good reasons. <laughs> it's not for it's not for my athleticism or anything like that. It's for saying dumb things into a microphone. But I do appreciate that. Yep. Uh, first question here, as we get started, um, how happy are you to be in Indianapolis Colt right now? When you were stepping off that private plane yesterday with the baby and the wife oh, yeah. I, in, in the press conference, it felt as if, and I don't know you that well, we're about to learn each, about a lot about each other here, but it felt like it was like, a, okay, new chapter, pump the beer. Is that is that the right read on this whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I know you, you played, um, and just being drafted and everything, you there's a level of excitement, and it was kind of similar level of excitement as when you got drafted. It's a new team. It's a new opportunity. Shoot, I got a new number. Y'all have talked about that. Yeah, we All have. Did stuff. you hear us talk about that? <laughs> I, I actually did. I, I did actually not did. like. I did I, not like. The, now listen, you threw with Michael Pittman, okay? And yeah. I, he's going to be one of your weapons this year, okay? He had big year last year, one touchdown, two hundred and fifty yards or something like that. But him dancing on your grave on TV, I was like, okay, <laughs> like, all right. But did you expect to get a new number coming to new places? Is that why it wasn't that big of a deal? Is the number two? I was. I was kind of excited about it. Really? Um, honestly, I texted him. and I was just like, hey. Are you married to the number? He's like, I'm locked in. I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm going to change anyway. I've always liked number two. I wanted number two. I was 20 in high school. Uh, good old Friday Night Lights. You know, that was me. It was a family number. So, obviously, you can't be 20. So, I wanted two. But I was stuck with 11 in college and just wrote it out. So, now it's a new me. Hey, now you got the right number. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Um, uh, Giovanni, by the way. Yeah. He's all, I'm just learning about him from yeah. this entire. He's awesome. Awesome. Yep. Want to let him know that, hey, I'm a big fan. The boys are a big fan. We know Carson's a big fan. Yep. I guess he caught some shit over there in Philadelphia, which is what happens in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. But, Gio, know that we're your guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. We lo love Gio. Absolutely. By the way, come to the Colts, Gio. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. we'll send you a camo jacket. <laughs> um, when you get drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles, yep. out of North Dakota State or whatever, right? Yep. And North Dakota State is a big, big meeting point now. There's like billion-dollar meetings happening there between Schneider and the Bears and everything like that, obviously, with the way things are popping off with Trey Lance. But yep. when you get drafted to Philadelphia, do you have the feeling like, okay, I'm going to a city that is maybe, and I'm not a 100% sure, I've never been to North Dakota, but maybe the most polar opposite place uh, than North Dakota State. Was that, was that ever a thought that you had whenever you got drafted to Philadelphia I mean, Eagles? Crossed my mind, uh, definitely. I mean, it's a – it's a different world out there. The Northeast is a different world. North Dakota is a different world. It's everyone just thinks it's a frozen tundra and we live in igloos, which isn't true, by the way. It's a beautiful state. Okay, beautiful, uh, beautiful state. Beautiful just, state. Just don't go in the winter. You'll, you'll, chilly. you'll regret that. Yeah, don't go in the winter it is chilly. unless you want to go ice fishing. If you want to go ice fishing, Ooh. I got a lot of buddies. We'll take care of you. Yeah. Put but other than that, um, it's a beautiful place. But yes, very different. Very different world. Faster paced, aggressive. All of those things. Everything. There's, there's a lot of good and bad uh, about the Northeast, about Philly. And, you know, I, I love the place. I love the area. But, um, you know, nothing. It's very different. It's very different. Yeah, absolutely. you, you kind of got baptized, by the way, in fire over there with, with yeah. Philadelphia. That's I mean, that's way what, to do it. We saw your, I guess so, yeah, throwing <laughs> deep and We'll find out if you swim real quick. <laughs> yeah. But we, we just, your house just went on a market in New Jersey. Yep. Okay, we saw your house. Beautiful house, by the way. Thank you. Hey, it went up like... I think 78% or something like that since you bought it. So good real estate investment as well there for you. But we saw the house, okay? And they showed the inside of the house and everything like that. And you got the sense that if this dude does come to Indiana, this is going to be like, okay, Frank's here. Yep. It seems like just by looking inside your house, Indiana seems like a much more natural fit than maybe Philadelphia or New Jersey. When you get off that plane and you start talking, you re-talk to Frank, and I'm assuming you're looking at houses with your wife at some point here in the next couple of days because a bag just got dropped into your bank account. You deserve it. Congratulations. <laughs> but it, it has to feel as if, like, okay, this feels like the right place for me. This feels like a perfect 
perfect place to kind of restart this whole thing. 100%. You know, it feels like perfect place football-wise. You talked about Frank. You talked about the weapons and the, and the pieces in place. Saw what they were able to do last year, so I'm excited to join that. But from a family standpoint, I got an 11-month-old baby. Got a wife. Congrats. Um, thank you. And my wife is actually from Kentucky, so her whole family is oh. like two-and-a-half-hour drive away. Um, so it, it just it feels like us. It feels like our culture, our values, and, and kind of – uh, our vibe, so to speak. So we're, we're pretty pumped about it. Let's talk about Frank a little bit there because yep. you hit on that. Congrats, by the way, on the baby and coming back closer to your wife's family. That's massive. The in-laws, I understand you would like to keep them happy. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is a, that is a good move. But let's talk about Frank Reich because it, immediately upon learning that there was a chance you were going to be on the move from Philadelphia, all Eagles fans, most NFL fans immediately went, Carson's got to go to Indy, get him back with Frank. It'll be all good or whatever. And after last season, there's a lot of people that are like, is Frank even going to be able to bring Carson all the way back? What is Frank to you? And why is Frank Reich so good? Philip Rivers, yep. Jacoby Brissett. I mean, it, he was my quarterback coach, by the way. I, I heard yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I, he was my you said uh-huh. your, your ball handling was poor. Was poor! Like, oh. You'll have to take that up with him. Poor, right? it was his coach. It wasn't my scouting report, by the way. There, that's not Listen, bad. you see that? Not, deal the cards. Deal the cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deal the cards. That's what you do. Yeah. Man, I had a play action, too. We never ran it. <laughs> we never ran it. But I had a whoo. You know what I mean, Carson? But what is it about Frank? Uh, that, you know, I think Frank obviously went to bat pretty heavily. He was like, hey, let's go get him back here. We'll be good. But what is it about Frank and yours relationship you think that you established in Philadelphia that will be able to carry hopefully into like 10 years here in Indy, maybe even more? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, it's a special relationship off the field. Um, just the man that he is, he's, I mean, looked up to him. It, we share the same values, both, um, you know, faith first type of man and just almost a mentor, like looked up to him and, um, but from a football standpoint, I mean, he understands it from a quarterback's perspective. And, and anytime you have that, and I had that with Coach Peterson too, like just anyone that understands and has played the position sees the game differently and, and knows how to uh, maximize their quarterback. I mean, you've seen all the quarterbacks he's worked with yeah. have had success, you know, and, and he knows how to put guys in the right position to succeed. And uh, it was awesome working with him for two years. And obviously we had a heck of a year in 2017. MVP like run until you got hurt. Um, I mean, so, so it was fun. And I look forward to hopefully bringing that out here and, and kind of progressing the offense a little bit more than, than what we did then. But um, yeah, he's just, he's, he's really good at motivating and getting the most out of his players and um, super relatable and a guy that you respect and want to play for and, and give everything you have for, um, which is pretty special. 2017 was a magical year for you guys. And now obviously you yep. get injured there late in the year, but it was a hell of a run for Philadelphia. Then after that, you know, it gets interesting. Yep. You, a couple years ago, two seasons ago, your entire team was getting hurt every single week. Like It felt like every single person was getting hurt. And then at the end of every single game, it was you literally putting a franchise on your back. It was very cool to see uh, that, that, that whole run. Now, I will say, Orlovsky misquoted me. Okay, on ESPN, he said that I said that you stunk for a bit that he was doing that year. I did not say. Oh no! no. That's Orlovsky classic ESPN lies. Okay, just want to let you know that. For the record, I don't watch much of it, so it's okay. Me neither. Good answer, Carson. Um, But no, and then last year, and you talked about how Doug Peterson also quarterback saw that whole thing. Last year, it felt like there was just something different from the outside. Then, obviously, with the way the league works with sources and leaks and everything like that, what happened was when Jalen gets drafted there, was that the beginning of it all? Was there a miscommunication? Was there What happened between you and Doug? Because they were saying it was, uh, what was it, uh, ear? Or, 
um, fractured beyond repair. Yeah. They mm-hmm. said that's what the, was being said outside. You don't watch a lot of this, right. and quarterbacks can't watch a lot of this because yep. if not, your whole life would be consumed by it. Sure. But the reports that were coming out about you and Peterson's relationship became drama, reality TV, house, yeah. real housewives conversation everywhere. What happened there? Is is all of that accurate? Is that all kind of getting blown out of proportion? Yeah. And where did it start? For one, I don't like to ever come out and say reporters aren't telling the truth because I don't. But Orlovsky does it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute every report that's out there. You know, I, you know the way the season went obviously wasn't ideal. Um, when Jalen was drafted, that had no bearing on on me. I trusted the organization. Okay. I signed that contract. You know, I was devoted to them, and I felt like they were devoted to me. So I I, I trusted the pick. You know, that had no bearing on my confidence or my abilities. You know, the, the season unfolded, not how I would have liked it. Um, personally, I could have played better. We, we, you know, just lost a lot of games at the end and just didn't didn't fall into place the way we wanted. But um, there's a lot to, to learn from it, um, you know, as a man, as a, as a player and, and all those things. And, um, you know, I have a, still a lot of respect for Coach Peterson. And I think without a doubt, those reports are very exaggerated. Um, like I said, I don't hear a lot of them. I get they come to my attention from my agents or different things. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of respect for him, and, and um, it was unfortunate for everybody and how the whole thing kind of just went down. But What do you think happened? What do you think about how you uh, – because early in the year, there was a lot of us talking about you, by the way, because the year before that, what you were doing with a team that was absolutely littered with injuries. You were putting a team on your back. Uh, there was, hey, MVP Carson is back. Like, hey, now they just need to put a team around him and everything like that. Then the beginning of the season happens, last year's season happens, and you look like maybe you were overthinking or maybe trying to do too much. Have you gone back and done any self-scout and evaluation on potentially what went wrong, whether it was physically, mentally, thinking? Yeah. Like, what do you think if you had to describe yeah, what I happened mean, last year? You do that after every year. You go back, okay, where, where can I – no matter – 2017 playing at an MVP level or, or last year, you're always going back, how can I improve, um, as any player should. And um, it was some of all those things. Sometimes it was mechanical. Sometimes it was thinking too much. Sometimes things just didn't go our way, you know, and, and that's football and that's life. Um, could I have made better decisions? 100%. I, I look at every game like I want three plays back. I want 20 plays back. You know, that's football. Yeah. Um, but you learn from them. You learn from them, and, and it just it seemed like it just kept spiraling for us, and, and it wasn't going our way. And kept spiraling out of control and next thing you know I was was on the bench not where I wanted to be but hey I, I learned from it I gave everything I had for that city for five years and I'm excited for a fresh start you were very diligent with the mask on the sideline we appreciated that <laughs> Did we Truly. Not? oh yeah, yeah big time we talked about that big time take, takes all of us you know because there was a lot of guys that on the side as yeah. soon as they get side, they didn't even care nope you were very diligent with that. There was a couple still shots that made its way around where you and Doug Peterson appeared to be giving each other a nasty look. Yeah, I saw those. <laughs> it's not, not true. Not true at all. Oh, you were not saying, I wish you'd die. <laughs> I don't even think I was looking at him in those shots. <laughs> so uh, I did see that. I'm like, of course, they're going to play this one up. They're going to. They're going to make a story out of anything. That's, that's how it is. So, um, But, yeah, that's not true at all. Okay, so I'm happy to hear you weren't giving Doug Peterson death looks. Now, <laughs> whenever the season ends, everybody automatically assumes that you're, you were not going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Now, massive contract yep. was signed, what, a year before that, year and a half before yep. that. And that automatically leads to the question, like, okay, if he signs that massive contract and he's available – 
what's going on. Now, whenever you were talking to Howie or to anybody in that building about what your future looked like, were they the ones that said like, hey, we think we're going to go ahead and move on from this thing? Or how, how did that whole conversation happen? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of conversations that I don't fully know that took place. Okay, um, so you, you for do. For me, this, yeah. uh, this season obviously was not how I envisioned. And I'm like, I'm getting away. Like I, I went hunting. I got away. I you, did family. you get anything? Shot a lot of ducks. Okay. Appreciate that. Watch out, man. Watch out. You got a good call? Yeah, I can call a little bit. Where's it? Don't do it to me here. Well, what I'm saying is, yeah. We have this in here. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Careful. Good reference. Look, you don't live under a fucking rock. You're saying that a lot of those conversations you chose to remain out of for a little bit absolutely uh, i mean my agent took took care of a lot obviously everyone's frustrated everyone's frustrated how it went down and um like i mean i could say it a hundred times it just didn't go the way we wanted and i said it yesterday in my press conference when i got benched in green bay was the first time i'm like this might not be it you know this might not be it so i let my agent kind of play it out and, and talk it out so i'm not going to dive into the details of all that but um I am thrilled to be here and to, hey, to have, have this new start, new opportunity. And um, the community seems amazing. The fan base seems amazing. Um, like we said, it seems like the perfect fit. Now, high expectations here, obviously, 100%. because there's a lot of winning. And the nucleus of the team is very good. And that's why whenever – you know, whenever you were potentially available, did you hear everything that was being said whenever you were potentially – Just from you. <laughs> oh, so you did hear yeah. yeah. okay. okay, so wait. let's address hey, it. Hold on. All right. You can be a hater. No! No, no, no. You can change. You can change. We can change. No, at no. the moment no. I was at, okay, <laughs> Carson. You know, it, with the Daily Show, the live Daily Show, you know, we, we can potentially get uh, referred to as prisoners of the moment. That's right. Okay? And at the moment, whenever you were allegedly going on to the trade block, at that same exact time, Matthew Stafford was available. Aaron Rodgers was also going to be traded. And at that point, since you did not come out and say, like, yo, I am not yeah. telling Doug Peterson I hate him with my eyes and I hope he <laughs> dies with my eyes. And there's this fractured beyond repair, this whole thing. I'm like, are we sure that just because Frank knows Carson that they're going to be able to get Carson back to what he was at? So I want to let you know, when you – you probably did hear me say some things. That was at a much different time. You can backtrack a little. No! <laughs> no! I'm it's cool. Telling. We're here face to face. You can change. People change, all right? You, by the way, you are much bigger than I thought you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that yeah. was one of the first things I said when you were much bigger than I thought you were going to be. Um, and I'm happy to be at the state that I think all Colts fans are right now, where after hearing you speak yesterday, watch press conference. And um, my big thing was I thought you were potentially gone mentally. I thought you maybe lost the love for football, maybe lost the competitiveness. Like, I, I thought you potentially checked out, which guys do, by the way. A lot of guys sure. have. And then I watched that yesterday, and it, it seemed like you were – I don't want to say it's the same as Kyle Long, but when we talked to Kyle Long, it looked like he was, like, pumped about football yep. again, like at peace about football again. Yep. Watching you speak yesterday and everything, it was like, oh, this guy seems to still have it. Like, you never thought, like, oh, football isn't for me. Like, there was never a thought where I don't like football anymore. Or I don't want to be in this bullshit league anymore with this business. There was never a thought like that. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. The way the season went, I mean, it was frustrating. And People so have that's, that's why I, I stepped away and it almost rejuvenated me. You know, it's almost like last year pissed me off so much. I want to come back in a different way and, and do everything I can um, until I'm no longer able. So do, do you know this offense already? Is this the is this an offense that you have already run? Because everybody's like Frank, yeah. 
Carson, uh, they'll be able to just do the same. Is it the same offense so here? I just was given the playbook yesterday, so I'm I'm gonna I don't have it down yet. Oh my god, this so guy's Carson. Stinks. What are we doing? Know, you might think I'm smart. I'm not that smart. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota. You but, went to the Harvard but, of North Dakota, though. Yeah. That's right. You did, you did go to the Harvard of North Dakota, which is good. That's good news. That's good it's news. Messed up. Um, but it seems very similar. Um, seems like a very similar system. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, like I said, when Phillips the quarterback, it looks a little different when. Um, Jacoby was when Andrew was like it, it looks a little different based upon who's pulling the trigger so to speak so um, I know it'll there'll be a lot of overlap for what I was doing in Philly and what Frank and I were doing back in 16 17. First thoughts when you're chatting with that southern draw Chris Ballard? Uh, <laughs> I mean straight shooter he seems really like a is straight shooter and I love that I mean he seems like a great guy great family all of those things but he'll shoot you straight and that to me in this business Honesty is everything. Did you get a chance to, during the season, you said you saw what Philip Rivers was doing and everything like that. Did you know what was going on in Indianapolis? Is that after the season ends, you kind of like uh, check in on either Frank or whatever? Or was there, was there a thought with you and your agent, like, you know, maybe Indy would be a cool destination? Like, did that happen as the season unfolded or for as sure. it ended? Um, for sure. Like I said, once Green Bay happened, and all of a sudden I'm watching games from the sideline, um, all those you have a million thoughts you can't control them and you're like hey that maybe there maybe there or maybe I'm going to be here we're going to work it out all those things go through your mind um, but I'll tell you today where I'm at with Frank within this organization um, I'm excited about it and I, I think yeah. it's a I mean I said it before I think it's a perfect fit hey, you're not I, it seems like you're not just like a broken man I thought you were a broken <laughs> man last year <laughs> Carson I'm serious I, because I was you, – you were just this guy from North Dakota State, okay, who the year before you were running through people. I mean, you were making these throws that were just absurd. And then it seemed like something had happened, and it was like, oh, the guy lost – like he just lost it, which happens. And it, it's, I think normally it's a lack of interest or maybe things change off the field or maybe you're thinking about not getting hurt, whatever it is. I thought that was the case. And then as I listen to you speak here and the whole thing – Man, it is awesome to hear that you're ready to go win a Super Bowl for us next year. Okay, that's good news. Yeah. Uh, Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Carson, you mentioned hunting. Have you been able to scout out a couple areas here in Indiana where you're going to be? Also, what are you shooting? And is Mike Trout going to come out here soon, maybe play for the Colts? I'd love for Mike to come out here, for starters. Um, but uh, built a couple conversations, a couple connections. Haven't been out here long enough to, to go to the woods yet. Fair. Um, turkey season is in a couple weeks, though, so okay. we'll, be, we'll, we'll be back. I think it's in a month. I think it's in a month, yeah, so we'll be back for, for that. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're scouting it out, and I know um, there's big deer. There's big deer around oh, here, yeah. so we're, we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> you seem like such a, you know. Such I, a what? Well, I mean, where we are we going at, here? We looked at your Instagram. My battery's died, by the way. I couldn't hear a lot that you said. It was a good answer. It got a good pop out of everybody, so congrats on that. But the we looked at your Instagram. Like, you you love the outdoors, huh? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, You're promoting something other than John Deere. What's yeah, that all about? Well, uh, Bobcat? What's that all about? I thought we were a John Deere team over here. I don't know. Are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a Bobcat team. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing runs like a deer, dude. <laughs> Come you on. know that have, better have you than had most. A bobcat, though. I can't. What? I can't. I'm a deer guy. Uh, what do you got? A Samsung yeah. 2 phone? <laughs> used to. Used to. Don't worry. I'm, I'm straight now. We're good. Now you got yeah. an iPhone? Oh, yeah. Hey, we oh, go. Go.
I was a Samsung guy in college, but but I I, I turned. Okay, so what is it? Yeah, thank God. (laughs) By the way, a lot of I don't think there's a lot of blue conversations happening in North Dakota State. By the way, at that point, it's green everywhere. It doesn't really matter. But Carson, since you've become a Colt here, since it has been announced, and you weren't allowed to talk about it for you know a couple weeks or whatever, because the league makes it that way. What has it been like getting? You know, I don't want to say baptized, but kind of dropped into the Colts world. What have you been? Yeah. What do you try to learn about? What do you try to teammates? I heard you reach out to your teammates. Like, what is yeah. the? What are the first steps here for you becoming? Uh, you know, the leader of this team, which is yeah. what the quarterback is, regardless. Yeah, I mean, I've been able to reach out to a handful of teammates, and I'm I'm hoping we get some form of offseason time together. Uh, we'll see what happens. But did that uh, affect you last year in Philly? I think it affected all of us on a relational side. Um, Couldn't eat know, lunch together. Build, Couldn't building do- relationship, building chemistry. I mean. I mean, you played the, the locker room Huge. and the cafeteria. That's where half the fun happens. And the, all those things are, were restricted and limited. So uh, I look forward to just really building relationships with my teammates on and off the field. I already, already was able to go out to eat with, with Jack Doyle and, and Ryan Kelly. Hey, you're going to love that. Um, seemed like awesome guys. He started out as um, my uh, tackle on a punt team, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. He was yours. Your time. Yeah, and then yeah. once he started fucking like getting in and everything like that, and he had long drives, and then we'd have to punt. He would like be dead tired and be like, "Hey, I need you to get this one off quick." I'm like, "Jack, <laughs> Jack, let's not forget where we came from." You know what I mean? <laughs> but you're gonna love Jack Doyle. I'm sorry. For sure. Go For ahead. Sure. Uh, but no, just getting to know my teammates. Obviously, finding a place to live out here, and um, my wife and I love good restaurants. So checking out any any recommendations there. We're open. Everything um, is here. Okay. There is so. every restaurant. The Indiana, Indianapolis is actually like a test ground for a lot mm-hmm. of restaurants. That's a true story. Perfect. So you're going to see a lot of things here. Great city. You're going to love it. They're going to love you. If you win, they'll love you more. Uh, but they're definitely going to love you. When, you. when you mentioned about that whole – because we talked about it last year with the COVID protocols, not being yep. able to eat lunch together. Yep. Like that is – that 30 minutes – most guys have 30, 35 minutes where offense, defense, special, everybody is in there just kind of away from everything. You're not looking at film. That is a very pivotal point of the team. Like, that is a mess. The day after loss is in there, very important. The day after wins in there, very important. It's a part of building the team. Do you think, because you guys weren't able to do that, there was a chance that there was some maybe narratives that were getting lost, like game of telephone potentially within the team? I mean, there could have been. Um, you didn't feel that, though. You didn't feel didn't the awkwardness feel over there. I didn't feel that. Um, but I do think, like I said, just the relational side of things. We had a young team. Uh, at least I felt like we had a young team. A lot of new faces um, in Philly. And when you can't you know, get together much off the field, you can't in the building, all those things. Um, during OTAs, it's I mean, shoot, you got four or six-hour days, and then you're hanging out usually the rest of the day. When you can't have those relationships and then you go, go to battle with guys, like it's just not the same. What um, what are your feelings on Nick Foles? Do you hate Nick Foles? I love Nick. You do love Nick. I love Nick. So you could have came out and said that like a year and a half ago too. I could have probably said a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be more stuff to write about. Yeah. It would be good for us. Yeah. Hey Carson, uh-huh. if you could start living your life, which was good yeah, for us, for that'd be guys. great. Yeah, yeah that would be. We'd be fantastic. You, evidently, you thought I'm just some broken man that lives in a closet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. at least under a rock for uh, yeah. at least a bit. Which, by the way, not a broken man. That's good news. But you, you do, you did have a Samsung phone until you're 21 or 22, <laughs> which is very interesting. But Nick Foles. 
that whole situation there, I would assume he's potentially a guy you lean on now, right? As a as a guy who, you know, he almost retired. He went out into the yeah. woods, mm-hmm. did this whole thing, and then he came back, had like a resurgence or whatever. Is there any chance you talk to him about like, you know, maybe the other side of a, a bad year or bad thoughts or anything like that? Uh, or I haven't yet, um, but Nick and I still keep in touch. Um, I mean, we're great friends. Um, I know, know his family well. Um, so a lot of respect and, you know, I, you know, it's a mutual friendship. Everyone would have just assumed naturally that we must not like each other, all those things. It's just the narrative. It's the narrative. And you're right. Maybe I could have come out and said, I love Nick Foles, but I did for the record. <laughs> Anytime I was asked about him by our Philly oh. media or anybody, I said, oh. no doubt about it. Hey, those, I, things I don't, those things didn't get out those of Philly. Those, yeah. <laughs> That's on us. We That's not a cool storyline. At all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guy's got a statue. You hate him. That's the whole. Yeah. That's yeah. Man, that was so much fun when we were talking like that. <laughs> good storyline. Why are you doing? You're ruining all the like good stuff we talked <laughs> yeah. about for a long, long time. <laughs> At least you had fun doing it. We, hey. <laughs> Not at your expense. I want to yeah. tell you, we we're with you. We we're having fun. <laughs> right. yeah. Ty, what do you got? Carson, uh, first and foremost, how does your body feel? Because I feel like a lot of the uh, the things people were saying was your MVP year after you got hurt. It's like, oh, he hasn't been the same since. And you obviously took a lot of hits last year. Yeah. Like, have you considered, like, oh, maybe, like, I need to do this a little bit more differently now that I'm getting older? And I've Yeah, we had this with luck. He's, al- he's alluding to the, yeah. the luck syndrome, yeah. potentially. <laughs> Body feels good, um, honestly. Um, obviously, I had a couple injuries there in 17 and 18. So, ending the season, shoot, I didn't play for four games. So, I was as fresh as I've been ever. Huh. Um, so, body feels really good in a good place. And ever since 2018, those back-to-back injuries, I've definitely looked into – I've changed my diet. I've done a lot of things differently, um, work with some people more frequently off the field and all of that stuff. So, uh, I do everything I can to take care of it, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, you look shredded. You look like you're uh, pretty good. What, what well, I just of, hit the gym over there. Well, you're the first one. You're the first one that's used those in some time. But thanks for getting the, the dust off of those plates over there. But um, what is the diet? What do we? What do we? Would, and do you think that's potentially something that affected how you played football? Are we going back to maybe eating terribly? No, no. Um, I mean, it's gluten and dairy free for the most part. Um, Unless you do uh, keto type turn. No, I mean, I still eat. Um, I guess I don't fully know what keto is. Uh, full disclosure. Well, that's because you live um, in a rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, good news. I'm happy. Yeah. That is where I would like my starting quarterback to live is under a rock and not have a clue what's going on. But you're gluten and dairy free for the most part, yeah. Um, but in the off season, you know, we'll we'll have a little bit here and there. So, I think Aaron talked about him doing yeah, that Aaron. as well. Aaron Rodgers told us about how he started doing that, and he said the people in Wisconsin are going to hate this, but I yeah. am dairy free or yeah. whatever. Inflammation goes down. He said recovery, yeah. energy, everything like yeah. that. How you you have felt all those things? I have, I have for sure. And you know, the first year I did it after 2018, I definitely lost lost some weight. Um, that but, affect you? But I don't think it affected me. I just didn't. I was you didn't I like was it. Down to two. You know, I was. Definitely lost about 10, 10 or 12 pounds, and I didn't like that. So. What are you right now? 45. I'm bigger than you still. <laughs> What's up? How tall are you? Don't worry about it. All right. All right. I'm a little rounder, too. Please take it easy. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get lower. I'm trying to get lower. Do you um, – whenever you train, do you train year-round? Do you take some time off? What do you do uh, training-wise? I usually would take some time off, but this year I, I kind of hit it right away. You get a little um, chip on the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, I actually started boxing a little bit, so that was, that was fun. Fun change. No, we're not gonna box. <laughs> Have you got an Oculus? Have you got an Oculus? No, of course you don't even know what that is. Okay, it's virtual reality. It happens. Sorry, virtual reality is happening yep. now. They have a boxing game in there that's like real. Like you, five rounds. Yep. You're actually boxing a fake uh, person. Wait, knock can you knock. do it like online? Like, could I box you? 
Yeah, from, they, they, across, they haven't had the, across the country. They haven't figured out the I'll physics. Call, I'll call them. I'm, I'll let you know, you Carson. Are. Hey, <laughs> I'll let you know, pal. This overhand right is Look out. a problem. But you started boxing. You said that's that's incredible boxing for cardio. cardio and just my core and everything. And it's been it's been fun. And um, obviously now we're in March. So I've been throwing. I've been doing pretty much everything now. So will you ride on a peloton and have five guys write notes around it while you do it? You no. should. You yeah. should. That'd be sweet. Do you guys know anyone that? Does well, <laughs> yeah, so you just set yourself up. This guy hates yeah. Russell Wilson. Wow. This guy oh just said God. terrible things about Russell Wilson. It's going to be a story now. Yeah. Wait, hey. My wife has a Peloton and loves it, but I don't use it. I want to let you know, on Monday we are leading off with, did you hear what Carson <laughs> yeah. did? He hates Russell. Uh, we are joined by Carson Wentz here. Uh, we appreciate your time immensely. Um, expectations, goals every time going into a year. I'd assume you write those out, have those uh, visual somewhere maybe. I don't know how you do it, but going into this season, what are because you have to have realistic expectations too. You're coming into a team that's a nucleus, a quarterback yep. getting dropped in, the most important part. What are some realistic goals that you have going into next year, and have you and Frank really sat down and done any of that yet? Yeah, I mean, for starters, we want to be playing into January. I mean, that's a it's a simple goal. I uh, would love to – the first goal is to win the division. You know, that's always the, the, the goal. And then see what happens. Get into January and see what happens. Um, but, you know, they're very – as you know, Ballard, you know, Frank, I mean, they're very process-oriented around there. and yeah. um, 1% better every day. Yeah, absolutely. 1%. And then every day – that just adds up. 100 yeah. days, think yeah. about it. Yeah. Whoa. Is think about possible? who you're going to be possible? in 100 days from now. <laughs> Is that possible? You're going to be 100% better. I can't wait for it. But the they're very process-oriented, which I love, honestly. Like, I love that because it's – you get fixated on the result all the time, and yeah. next thing you know, one thing goes wrong, and all hell's breaking loose. So um, I'm excited that that's the culture that's in place. Um, but, yeah, th those are the goals. Did you think when you walked into this studio that numerous people would be wearing camo and you wouldn't be one of them? Huh. I did not, but that's a huh. sharp jacket. So yeah. we did say okay. when I yeah. put this on this morning, because the Colts had seen that the Chargers had been sending me a lot of stuff, and shout-out to you coming on the show, the uh, – quarterback and head coach were on from the Chargers and Tom Telesco is the guy that got me into the NFL he's their GM and they've been sending me a lot of merch the Colts saw that and they were like whoa 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 <laughs> so they started sending me some merch we did wonder if since I was wearing this today they maybe didn't offer it up to you and oh. maybe we got beef immediately with the Indianapolis yeah. Colts and Carson Wentz so uh, they need to get you one of these yes, I, think. They, I think they will I think hey by turkey season we need to get <laughs> these <laughs> things yeah. yes you know what I'm saying or will you, are you here from here on out? Uh, I'm sure you'll take trips to Kentucky and everything like that. But is yeah, um, is, we're here for a couple of weeks, and then we're really waiting to see what if we have an off-season program or not um, before we make any decisions on on where we're at and what we're going to be doing. We got, like I said, 11-month-old baby girl, so we got a lot of a lot of things to figure out. Happy birthday <laughs> to your daughter! It's coming yeah, it's up. Coming up. Uh, congratulations one. on one trip around the sun, that daughter. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty cool. She's not even going to remember her time in Philly. Oh, no. No, she's an Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> That's right. She couldn't leave the house this year with COVID. I mean, all she knows is our house out there. So. Hey, it's a nice house. Getting any offers on that thing? Yeah. yeah. So you did enjoy whenever we all saw the show because that probably helped out with the uh, the entire process of selling that thing. Of course. Did you show it or something? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Uh -huh. Everybody, but the world saw your house. Appreciate that. It wasn't just us. The whole I mean, I wasn't, like, trying to promote it, but I'm not going to. I'm hey, not gonna say no. You had a law. I'm not say no. hey, you had a lot of antlers hanging on them <laughs> yes. walls. Yeah. Yeah. You've been out there doing that thing. <laughs> Is that big hobby outdoors? Anything outdoor stuff? You fish? Yeah, I fish a little, uh, but more just hunt, 
chase deer, turkeys, ducks, geese, all that fun stuff. And your yeah. bobcat, unbelievable. Jeez. Um, do you play video Maybe games? I'll have to get you one. Get a Maybe deer, dude. I won't use it. I mean, I'm wearing this camo jacket right now because I look incredibly mm-hmm. fucking cool. But <laughs> I, I would not. Hop great it. with the George. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I did that. And the I did. Air Force one. So Thank you. Solid. Yeah. Well, they make me two inches taller. I knew you were walking in. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are some hobbies? Are you play video games? You do anything like that? No. Me I, neither. I played video games until I got my dog in college, and I said, it's time to turn my attention to my yeah. dog and training her for hunting and all that stuff. So so you have a dog um, now? We have three. We have three golden retrievers. Any of them sniff for COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, get yeah. out from under the wall. <laughs> all right, get out from underneath. Yeah, it's a thing. There is. I do live under rock. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. All right, so <laughs> maybe... You know, these journalists and media people are half right every once in a while. Yeah. You're not a broken man, but you do live under a rock. The three dogs, they all hunt with you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. They're eight, four, and two. Um, so they're a lot of fun to have out in the woods and everything. Man, you got his dogs, go hunt, play some football. Hey, amen. We are very thankful you're here. Sorry about what I said in the moment. It's okay. You I'll didn't hear it either, you. right? I feel like somebody I'm did. a forgiving person. I'll forgive you. That's very nice of you. Yeah. I forgive you too. Forgiving <laughs> 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 person. Look Thank, at me. That's awesome. Wow. Thank That's very big. That was we're gonna talk about that. Shout out me. Uh, pumped to have you here, man. Thank you. I think Indianapolis. You know, I, I think will be a, a place that'll rally behind you and be very excited. Yeah. I hope you're here for another ten years. I hope you do great things. Yeah. That team is awesome. Need to put your banner up on the side of the stadium. Are you doing any recruiting? Are they asking you to do any recruiting for anybody? Not really yet. We'll see what happens. See what they Oh, so they said maybe we might need you. Yeah. Ooh. See. Oh. Oh, what's the Again, text? I'm still, under, I'm still under that rock, so anytime they call is I'll the figure text, that out. Is the, the text will be blue though, so that at least we have a it'll chance. Be blue unless someone else has the wrong phone. They won't. No, if they're not. if they're okay. if they're free agent, they will not have it. Uh Carson, very thankful you stopped in here, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for clearing some things up. Absolutely. Will you ever talk to Doug Peterson again? Yeah. You will. Yeah. That's good news. We had uh Donovan McNabb on here. Also in Philadelphia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seems like. What do they put in the water? <laughs> well, we asked him about his relationship with T.O. or whatever. Yeah. And I, it was one of the most awkward situations I've ever had in an interview. It was one I was like, hey, don't we think it's maybe time, you know? But and he was, no. All right, Connor, you got, a <laughs> you got a question. I'm happy you said you will. That's great news, yeah. I think, for everybody that's Eagles fans, yeah. for NFL fans in general, because that was an anomaly of a situation I don't think we've ever seen before. Yeah. Uh, very thankful you're a Colt man, and thanks for forgiving me for what I said. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, I want to let you know, people say I'm stern but fair. Stern but fair. And I am the loudest Colts fan out there. And by loudest, I mean, like, I believe I have the largest microphone. I'm going to bat for you, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah, now, you. if you stink, though, I'll go to bat for you. All I'm asking is be fair. Now, Philip Rivers first week last week threw an interception to Joe Dirt down in Jacksonville to lose the game. And I, <laughs> so, it was hard to stay positive. <laughs> yeah. It was very hard to stay Tough positive. Start. It was very hard, but I did. I did. I'll do the same for you. I think all of Indianapolis will. We're very thankful for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get to a break. We'll be back on the other side with a reaction to all the terrible things that Carson Wentz just said (laughs) in the last 35 minutes. Big shout-out to you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you. You watching March Madness at all? You don't care. College Uh, basketball, who cares? There's a lot going on, but we might turn it on. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. You should see his banker right now. (laughs) 
Jeez. <laughs> Counting bills all day. There's March Madness guy. We're raking in coins. Congrats to you. You deserve it. Can't wait to see what you do. Thanks for coming in here. Not a lot of people would have, by the way. So I'm Absolutely. very thankful that you came by here. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> it's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good news. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Joining us now is a guy that I watched in person catch 21 passes in one game against. What? 21. We were standing on the sideline after maybe the 10th, maybe the 6th. Can somebody fucking cover that guy? <laughs> Turned out nobody could. Nope. It's still an NFL record to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute stud of a wide receiver when he was in the NFL. Now he's dominating the media game. I'm not 100% sure uh, if he owns House of Athlete and the I Am Athlete podcast, but I know I am fans of both of them. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from Showtime, Inside the NFL, and everywhere else, Brandon Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what up, man? What's up, man? Hey, thank you for making time for us today. I understand you're a very busy man. You got like 45 jobs down there, dude. Hey, yeah, but the most important one, the I Am Athlete podcast, why didn't you tell me? Well, I should have known you just walk away from football to do a podcast. You didn't tell me how amazing it was. <laughs> oh, podcasting's a good time. Hey, good time. Good time, and if you do it right, you can make some good money, too. <laughs> That's what they say. That is what they say, Brandon Marshall. I mean, we can't let everybody know the secret. Um, there's not a lot of shows that really do well, though. You know, There's not a lot of shows that make enough money. There's 
10 million podcasts. There's only a few that really do well. And those ones, you know, I feel like they have to connect with people. They got to have good content. Your I Am Athlete podcast, every single time an episode drops, it's getting clipped everywhere. It is unbelievable. You guys are crushing it down there. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, man, and what you guys have done and, and shown us the blueprint. There's only a couple, like, sports shows, like, you know, the Pat McAfee show, Amen. All the Smoke, that, you know, really, I mean, if, if you're an athlete, you should be really paying attention. Stack and Matt Barnes, unbelievable over there as well. It is, it's one of those things where whenever you guys came in, and I think we saw some clips before you guys released an entire thing. It was like a, a little bit of a buildup. I remember watching the vibe. It was like a sit-down vibe. I don't know how you guys mic it up, by the way. The first time you guys had microphones on tables. Now it feels like you guys are sitting in couches. But the conversations you're getting with people, whether it's it's Cam, Reggie went down there, Reggie Wayne was in there. It was absolutely awesome. I mean, the conversation you guys are getting, nobody else is getting. I'm happy you guys are doing it. Did you know that that's what you were going to get into? Did you know I Am Athlete was going to have success? Or what were your thoughts whenever you started that whole thing? Well, <laughs> So the reality is, no, I thought we were just going to sell a show. Um, beginning of the pandemic, I, had, I just bought all this equipment uh, that really highlight House of Athlete. And obviously couldn't use that because the facility had to be shut down and also had this, this creative team. And everybody's looking around like, all right, what are we going to do? We, you know, we're in quarantine. So I looked in my neighborhood and every day, you know, during this time, I'm walking past Fred Taylor and walking past Reggie Wayne. We're all kind of like living in this bubble. And then Channing Crowder uh, lived right around the corner. So I'm like, man, I got the equipment, I got the staff, and I got the studio turned to turn a, the, the facility into a studio. Man, we might be able to sell a show. Because at the time, everybody was doing ESPN or all their shows at home like on Zooms. I was like, man, this is trash production. <laughs> so I thought our production was actually going to sell the show and then it just morphed into this amazing platform, man. And it's uh, it's pretty cool and I'm learning a lot. Have you guys sold it or is it still, you're, you still own it? Yeah, so I own it and I haven't sold it yet. Hold, <laughs> hold, hold, don't sell, hold that thing. Listen, it's going to get I'm tempting. I'm not going to sell it, Pat. Okay, thank you, Jesus, because it's going to get tempting. There, I, I'm just want to let you know, I'm not, I mean, you you do your own thing. Your show is going to be massive, but there's going to be moments where you're going to look at something and it's going to be rather tempting and you're going to say, man, that'd be, I mean, I just, it was quarantine. I just fucking did it. Just do it. <laughs> and there's that amount of money. Hold on. Hold on. We need diamond hands. You're going. That show is going. I'm happy it's independent because what you guys get out of people is just so genuine. It, it is, yeah. it's fucking unbelievable down there. Um, House of Athlete, that's your facility? Because you just had a combine, too. Like, you're a full-on, is that your place? And I love yeah. just how entrepreneurial you are. You're going to take over the world here. Yeah, I, I did the opposite of what uh, they told us not to do as a ball as ball players, right? It's like, hey, low risk, don't make any investments. All that entrepreneur stuff is crap. 80% of us uh, go broke. And I truly believe that. I think we're supposed to be conservative, and I, and I think we're supposed to make smarter moves. Um, but I had this, this, this intuition and this gut, you know, this feeling in my gut and I just doubled down. So my wife and I, um, we, we bootstrapped this entire thing. So house of athlete and also I am athlete. We've been bootstrapping that as well. So we're excited about the position we're in. We're going to continue to open up the facilities and just those warm weather markets where pro athletes can come in and then obviously open it up for the general population who we call everyday athletes. So 
Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I've been doing this since 2012, actually. The year of the lockout, I look up ahead. Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, Mike Sims Walker, Chris Johnson, uh, 2K Chris Johnson, oh, yeah. and, and Darcy Johnson in. And I'm like, man, we, we need to open up a facility. So that's where it started back then. And then, uh, you know, the goal back then was to open up 50 locations. So, you know, now we're, we're, we're able to start really getting the rock and the rolling now that I'm owner, operator. Before I was hiring people and hiring the wrong people and nothing was happening. I was just losing money. Well, that's going to happen. You're going to learn. You know, I, I think that happens with every business. And it is interesting that 80% go bankrupt thing because you never hear about the 20%. Right. I mean, it's always yeah. like a uh, it's always like a well, 80 percent of you guys are going to go broke. So maybe be a little smart. I'm like, yeah, I want to hear about those 20 percent motherfuckers that are out there making. Money. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear. Uh, and then the I, numbers, though, the numbers are you got to There's somebody. One of our guys is, is doing this like uh, his doctorate degree or his paper. What is it? Uh, uh, dissertation on this yeah. where he's actually studying that because Thesis. some guys, you know, they play one year or they play two years. Right. So they're throwing like so many people in that. So a lot of people think that number is skewed. Well, I most hey, if we want to get into numbers being skewed, I mean that's in everything, especially in our world. By the way, you're going to learn that. They're, you're going to hear about other people doing shows that are somehow the population of the United States of America. The amount of people they got listening, it's like that sounds like a lie. I mean, <laughs> that, that seems like what you're doing is absolute bullshit. Uh, let's talk about your NFL career. I talked about it there in the intro. I, that 21 catches, is that – we looked it up here before because I remember being on the field for this game, and I remember just going like, this guy, what the – I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> that – you you were an absolute monster on the field. And, and yeah. I remember you were – something happened, right? You, you Something happened. You had a falling out somewhere, and then you became this, like, face of mental health change before – Everybody else, like now it's like a really cool thing, but you kind of were like, hey, I went through some stuff. Yeah, come on, man. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. I was a problem in the locker room. <laughs> I didn't you know. I was I, I appreciate you taking care of the player, but I also appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak on it. But okay. yeah, I was one of those guys, man, that you know, I didn't get it. You know, I was getting in trouble. And uh, you know, five years in, you know, I found myself at McLean Hospital and I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. The best way to do to describe that as an emotional disorder. That's why you saw that type of player with a lot of emotions and a lot going on on the field. But then when you go off the field, you got to be able to turn it off. And I, and I had to go to McLean Hospital for three months in an outpatient program where I was diagnosed, like I said, with borderline personality disorder. I was in dialectical behavior therapy. That therapy is a, a group therapy that helps you um, learn to give you the skills and the tools you need to be able to just self-regulate. Like, how do I get back down to baseline? Mentalization therapy, being able to process, cognitive behavior therapy, and then also self-assessment. So, you know, it was intense and, and I approached it. How as, did you get a, to that? How did you get to that point to be like, okay, I'll address this? Because there's a lot of guys, right? And a lot of humans, especially at this point, we learn now. And by the way, when you came out and were in the fourth, it wasn't like a cool thing to talk. Not that it's ever a cool thing to talk about, but now I feel like we have more studies. We have more research. There's more, right. there's more people like you come out saying it's okay if you're not okay and everything like that. But well, how did you get to the point? Because in the NFL, if you show any weakness, there's a chance that that could be held against you, leverage business-wise, let alone a locker room when it's like, hey, we, come on, like, hey, let's, let's fucking get it together, that whole thing. How did you get to the point where you're like, okay, we need to address this, we need to turn this? Was it the team? Was it family? Was it, was it teammates? What yeah. was it? So it was, it was a, it, man, it's a, that's a long story. It was, um, so first of all, my life was a living hell, okay? Yeah, I was performing at a high level. 
on the field. Um, Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl, 100 catches after 100 catches, easy. 21 in one game. My relationships wasn't, I mean, I had terrible relationships with teammates, with management, ownership, and it was more so like I was a great guy. And then if I felt crossed or if I felt like, you know, somebody was being disrespectful, you know, I didn't have uh, the skills and tools to be able to communicate the right way. Mm. Um, So, you know, it was just a living hell, you know, in, in, in ball, in the locker room. And then at home, my interpersonal relationships with my wife, with my mom, with my brothers and sisters, I mean, it was just all toxic. So, you know, I, my agent and my assistant came down one, 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 one week and they said, Brandon, you need help. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, you, you need help. I said, all right, well, what about church? I was like, because I was, just gave my life to Christ. And they were like, yeah, but I think you need, there's some mental health stuff going on. And I thought I had everything in, in control. You know, I thought I was trending in the right direction. And um, anyways, they, you know, they got a private plane and I was off to Waltham, Massachusetts and, and pretty much outside of Boston. And uh, I did a clinical evaluation, neurological evaluation. And uh, that's when I got the diagnosis. But it really was, you know, a lot of things. But my agent and my assistant at the time, uh, Kathy Lee and Kenari McGuire was like, man, no, we care about you. And even if it means you got to walk away from football. Man. Hey, what a fucking moment in your life. Look at you. There's no way you thought you would become this dominant media force, uh, uh, basically one of the faces of this league, I'd assume. There's no way whenever you were living in that, you know, pre-finding out what the hell you had going on in your head, there's no way you thought like, hey, I'm going to be this bright light of football at any point. How did your life change after finding that out after those three months? Did football get easier, better, more fun? I assume that like relationships were easier to find. Is that Was it an overnight type thing or did it take a little bit to become, you know, the the Brandon Marshall that we see now? Interesting. I mean, it was tougher coming back. Like you got to think I was almost in a bubble for three months and I was finding out these new things. And one of the things that they didn't prepare me for was coming back to like an invalidating world. Right. So mm. it was just this new guy, a uh, new outlook. And um, it, it was tough transitioning back. You know, I, I mean, I mean, for the very first time on the football field, I felt something. And what do I mean by that? I literally was on a football field and I jumped for the first time. A dude came by me. I was thinking I was just standing there. He ran by fast, missed me. And I just jumped like, holy crap. <laughs> and, and so that, that was tough. You know, just, you know, this dude, new dude, like this beast, I, that, that, that beast that they used to call me, that monster they used to call me on the field, it just didn't resonate with me anymore. So it took some time for me to find that, like, the thing, like, this is what I said. And I wrote this when I was at McLean Hospital. Every time I would get to, like, the, 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 the source or the root of something, I would write. And I wrote this. I said, my strengths equals my weakness. My weakness ruins my mind, body, and soul. I've been trapped all my life, not by man or cages, but by my own emotions. Where I've been while traveling inside myself can be summed up by one word, damn. And what I realized was that anger, that pain, the sadness, all that stuff that I got from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that made me a, a phenomenal football player. Like, you're not going to take anything off of my off of my plate. Like, this is life or death for me. It literally saved my life. I'm from the poorest county in Pennsylvania. That was my mentality. It wasn't business. It was all personal. But those same things made me that dude that caught those 21 balls and and what it took to get there. But at the same time, it was ruining my who I was outside of football. So, you know, it was tough transitioning back. But then after a while, it became easy. 
and and, and you know it, it got to a point where you know it, I actually start preparing better and I start working harder because for now it was the first time that I was playing football for a community and not just myself like I wanted to use the platform yeah to be able to help the mental health community so I start going a little harder it was by the way incredible story there happy in your writing sessions that you had I bet those were incredibly profound. I, I would assume. I mean, we just got a piece of it there. I would assume that was very deep stuff you went through there. Thank you for sharing that story, by the way. There's probably a lot of people right now that have no idea that they're potentially going through some shit and they don't even know it and it right. can get figured out. So that's dope that you did that. Now, you got back in the game. You played great football. Uh, you get into the inside the NFL. You have I Am Athlete podcast. What is the most fascinating thing you think about this league that we're in? I mean, you've seen it from all angles now. You were savage, yeah. emotionless guy. Then you came back, uh, kind of like a rebirth in the NFL. You've been around the NFL. You've covered the NFL. Inside the NFL is a great show as well, by the way. But then I am at, what is the most fascinating thing you think you could tell that kid from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about the NFL now that you're kind of one of the faces of it? Yeah, the good or the bad, which one you want? Okay, so let's go. It's feel good Friday, but let's <laughs> yeah. go let's go uh let's go uh let's go bad first and then then we'll finish it with the good so we come out on the other side on like a little bit of a well, I mean I mean the, the bad part really is like, you know, um for a lot of guys, it becomes their identity. You know, that's it. You know, it's amazing game. It's done so much for for a lot of us and so many people. It's entertaining. It brings people together doesn't matter if you, you're black or white. When you walk in that locker room, you know, we're, we got one mission and, and, and we don't see that. You know, I, obviously there's things that exist, but, you know, it's a diff, we know that feeling in that locker room. And then also when you're in the stands and then you got 70,000 cheering fans, it brings people together. But a lot of times all of that energy, all of that notoriety, it gets to people where they, it becomes their identity. So that's the bad. Okay, the good. Here we go. The good, it's, it's so much good, man. It, it, it's We're talking about, you know, young men coming into the league and becoming men. You know, we're talking about, you know, the platform for us, right? Like, you know, for us to now transition into something special, you know, and, and, and utilizing our platforms to do something well. Like, I remember what you did, man. Like, think about, think about what you created. You created this platform, but then what did you do when you got the bag? You turned around 2 o'clock in the morning, tried – you know, knocking on your team's door and like, yo, we made it. Here's the bag. But it really wasn't about the money. It was just like, thank you for your, thank you for everything you did. True. But it started with you. It started with all your hard work there in the NFL and you being able to pivot saying, you know what, there's something bigger for me. So I think the platform of the NFL is the most special thing because we have this amazing power to bring, bring people together and do so many other things outside of sports. I think what you just said is 100% real. And I think, by the way, that team community feel about, doesn't matter where you're from, what you did, when you get in a locker room, okay, we got one goal, we got one mission. That team aspect, people miss whenever they leave the game, that locker room right. feel. So I'm very thankful for the boys and what we have. I assume down at House of Athlete, that is something else that is very cool down there, the fraternity, the feeling of locker room down there and the conversations is great uh thanks for that compliment by the way i had no idea you followed our shit i do appreciate that <laughs> oh yeah come on come on i, I follow it love it watch it and study you like that's yeah come on please do not study me please you know what it is what it is is it's and, and this is why it works for you guys and this is why you know our stuff is starting to take off because it's real and authentic now I, i'm on fs1 you know, you've done some things there. It's like, man, it's 
This is real. People want real conversations. Yeah. You know, you got ESPN out there. That's great. You know, hey. so I think the people who go on to those 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 uh, traditional networks, you know, that are real, like the Shannon Sharps. That's why Shannon Sharp is thriving because it's real. Love then, Shannon. Right. So I, I think that's why it's work. Well, I know that's why it's working for you guys. And I'm just trying to follow that. It's like, man, just be real. Just be authentic. And I appreciate that. We are a bunch of idiots. And if we tried to be anything different, it would change. But that is what is great about your show. And that's kind of, you know, 2021, 2020, 2019 podcast, long form conversations. Want to see what's real. Don't want to see the other stuff. That's why you have to hold. Oh, hold. Oh. <laughs> uh, <Is> that a- <laughs> that's great. Yeah. You got to hold. You got to hold, dude. You're going to stare something down and you're going to have to be like. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, bud. Bro, you did something amazing this year. I doubt it. How the hell did you get Aaron Rodgers every week? Hey, pretty cool, huh? Hey, hey. Oh, my God. Hey, 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 pretty cool. So, very, very thankful he did that, by the way. Hey, shout out. Shout yeah, out. Shout out. Thank, you, Thank you, man. But I think what you said there about the other networks, right, and how – you know, they might be motivated by different things than actually getting the genuine, authentic facts or stories or whatever. And I'm not saying everybody at Fox Sports 1 or ESPN or NBC or anywhere. I'm not saying that. But the way things have gone a long time is like, what do we get hits? What gets us views? What's that? Normally, it's controversy, drama, real housewife bullshit. And with Aaron, I think a lot of his life was a lot of that. So whenever I pitched the idea of like, hey, is there any way? Because I got a chance to meet him at a golf tournament that we won, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, no big no deal. Way. No way. Way your team won. I like your oh, team, Brandon. but in golf, please, Brandon. Oh. Brandon, please have a little bit What's of respect. That? I'm fucking undefeated in golf tournaments. Okay, I don't, I don't need to hear it. We beat the. I just sh- don't see. I don't see you guys as golfers, man. Come on. I, I, by the way, I am not a good golfer. <laughs> yeah. I was the worst on the team. We beat the NBA. No big deal. Chris Paul, J.R. Smith, take a fucking hike. But anyway, <laughs> those are good dudes. Those are good dudes too. But um, I think whenever I met him that weekend down there for the first time, we had followed each other on the internet, but it was the first time I had met him or whatever. And as I was talking to him there was a rain delay it was like an hour and a half two hours as we we're chatting i'm like yo i know nothing about this dude and i feel like i'm pretty you know dialed into like people and right. the internet and everything like that and i just everything he was saying i was like man this sounds a lot different than well how they portray you you know is there any way we can have a conversation and that thing kind of just led to it and i was like it worked out to every aaron Rodgers tuesday listen brandon there's a good idea. Well, for- I mean, I, I mean, I think I think that was some of the best sound bites of the football season was seeing him. Or I don't know the hell was he on the back patio in Appleton, Wisconsin, <laughs> and just tapping in like it was awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that, and I think the fact that every episode you guys have Ocho Cinco is pushing the narrative that nutritionists are full of shit. I love too, so <laughs> I absolutely love it. I'm the same way. Okay, I think I think you were in the league for that. As science got involved, I, now I don't know. So you're, it's, we got this thing called Ocho versus science. So you're saying you're you're siding with Ocho? Oh, one thousand <laughs> percent on. We used to have okay. The first team I was on, the first uh, the Peyton team, you know, where I was too young. I should. I wish I would have appreciated that more while I was in it, but I was just kind of having a good time, you know. We had wings the night before game. 
pizza right. was available. Guys were right. drinking beers the night before the game. Okay, that team, right. winningest decade in NFL fucking history. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that team. Then all of a sudden, new regime comes in, okay? Peyton goes to Denver, breaks a bunch of records, wins Super Bowl. But then science starts coming in. We got these goddamn terrible tasting shakes the night before. I'm like, yo, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And they're like, well, they're going to be faster. They're going to be this. I'm like, yeah, but everybody hates each other. Like, can we? You got to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brandon, I'm on Team Ocho there. It's nice to know. Uh, no way. But I then, you have- got, then you got LeBron James. You got yeah. Tom Brady out there. Serena Williams, who's embracing science. And they're playing in their 40s, like going into their 40s. Listen. They'll win a championship. So maybe if Anomaly. Peyton Manning embraced the TB12 method. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Peyton was not eating the wings with me. <laughs> Peyton was doing, Peyton had his own thing said, going whoa, on. Whoa, whoa, Don't oh. talk about the general. No, I do not want to be associated with Peyton Manning's bad health. I'm not, I am not going to be a part of that. I'm just saying that team, you know, there was some smoothies, there was some protein shakes, but man, there was a lot of really you delicious. Know, you know, you know, you know who was signed with science on that team? The white freeze. Oh, mm. he had this special water. He had he had <laughs> four different things. He was eating. You're right. He was a hundred percent science guy. I'd assume Peyton was as well. But I hated how the nutritionist started to take away the keg moments for the kale moments because I think a team <laughs> comes around a lot more around ke- uh, keg than they do kale. Connor, what do you right. have? Yeah, Brandon. Uh, Cam Newton was on your guys' show and he called Bill Belichick dope as shit, which was awesome to Bro, hear for five, a New England Patriots fan. Hey, five straight days. ESPN, by the way, that was. <laughs> the that was the thing that's an incredible fucking clip from you right great poll but uh why do you think oh, uh hold on, time out time out no he's talking about ocho look he's drinking water he's getting a gallon of water <laughs> <laughs> messages on it too it's actually pretty sweet. <laughs> Listen, you help freak. You listen, help freak. Listen, I'm trying to adapt. Listen, my wife got this for me because <laughs> I, I was so unhealthy. It's like, good morning. Okay, by 9 a.m., hydrate yourself. This thing's a reminder all day. You know what I mean? Keep going, it says. <laughs> she got influence into buying one of these for me, but I mean, I'm almost at the there keep. You go. You're almost there. Keep going, health freak. Hey, listen. It's, I live a healthy lifestyle, okay? It's not just every once in a while. It's every single yeah. day, please. When I was in the All NFL, right, so Cam Newton, where are we at with Cam? Oh, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did. Sorry, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, where are we at with Cam, though? Like, what Do you do you think this year is going to be much different uh, as compared to last year because of the weapons? Or uh, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so, I mean, first, I mean, having the weapons is a big deal. You know, we can't take that for granted. If you don't have a wide receiver, if you don't have a damn tight end, if you don't have offensive linemen to protect you, then you don't have a chance at the quarterback position. The only question mark out there still on Cam Newton is that shoulder. We got to be real. You know, like, there were some moments where it's like, man, is he okay? But if you go back to college, if you go back to his early days in, in, in Carolina, it never looked smooth. Cam never had the, 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 the prettiest form and, and release, right? But there are some moments where it's like, why did you just dirt that ball? Yeah. And when I sat down with Cam, you know, I asked him, I said, well, explain that to me. And for him, it was like, man, pre-snap, that's where the, that's where the game is won at the quarterback position is before the ball is even hiked. He said, he said, I was just spinning. I didn't know what, 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 what was what. I didn't, you know, there was just things after COVID where I just, I felt like I was a click or two behind. He said, when I got COVID, we were rolling. And then all of a sudden, when I came back, it was a new playbook. And they kept rolling. So I, I think that they'll be fine. 
I also love the moves that Bill Belichick just made. Now, look, a lot of people are like, oh, they overpaid, et cetera, et cetera. But who here's cares? My if you win, who cares? Right, 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 exactly. And then they're going back to those days, Pat, where Daniel Graham, big, uh, uh, you got uh, Benjamin Watson, and then the Grunk days, and uh, the Aaron Hernandez. And then you also, they brought in Martellus Ben. They always love to have two tight ends, mm. and they want to run the ball. So if, if they can get back to playing that type of ball on offense, and then off, obviously having uh who's the guy the mad scientist you got uh Ernie Matt Ernie Patricia. you got Matt Patricia back oh, at the they got a lot of mad scientists up there they got a lot of scientists they're gonna be fine the Patriots will be fine Patriots will be fine how terrible is that though huh isn't it kind of Talking about the mad scientists? No, just the, just the thought that we thought they stunk forever. You know what I mean? Like Tom leaves, they have a bad year. It's like, oh, this team stinks. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bill right. Belichick's 70. Okay, maybe his kids will be able to do what he's doing, but this team stinks. And then Bill was just sitting up there like, is that right? What'd you say? $150 million in guarantees in the first day. It was unbelievable to watch Bill do that work <laughs> earlier this week. I fucking loved it. Brandon, I enjoyed this conversation a lot. Thanks for making it happen, man. No, I appreciate y'all having me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Hulk, I said, what's up? All right, you got it. I'm sure he says hello, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Martin. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously you know uh there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel we worked that out that's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other but even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, joining us now is a man who's a college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. A.J., how about Carson Wentz being a cool dude, huh? Do you ever think? Yeah, I did think. Uh, how about it? Yeah, I'm glad you, you gave me heads up. I, I didn't actually know he was coming on. I, I should have reached out last night, but I, I found out like an hour ago. And so I just I just re went back and, and watched the whole thing, man. I was good. You know, a lot of people are saying I was backpedaling in there. I want to let everybody know I was not, okay? I, I was not backpedaling. We don't oh. backpedal on this show. I don't backpedal. Well, you put on your backpedal shoes just a little bit ago. <laughs> about Juju Smith-Schuster going to the studio. No, no, you, you put on rollerblades, actually. You were yeah. backpedaling that fast. It was a turn and pivot. It was, oh, just full turn, yeah, run full, the other way. Full run the other way. You did not backpedal at all. You sprinted the opposite <laughs> direction. But I'm happy to know that you are a Juju B now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
It was only one day in a beekeeper suit, and he couldn't take it anymore. Said, I'm going to join the other team. If you can't beat him, join him. Congrats to Juju Smith-Schuster and the Steelers and the Steelers fans getting him back on a one-year $8 million deal. Carson Wentz, though, AJ, hey, Carson Wentz, he came in. Like, I was asked, obviously, hey, because he wanted to come in. Like, they, he wanted to come in and do the show. And Conti yeah. Colts PR guy, he's like, hey, uh, Wentz wants to do a show. I think he has to do one of these anyways. Like we think, yeah, is there any way he can come and do the show or whatever? And I'm like, yo, I'm I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to actually like, you know, for the good of me. Like I'm gonna have to actually. And he's like, yeah, he wants it. He what? Like Wentz wanted to come in here and like wanted to do it. I t- I have a lot of respect for that, especially for a guy that does not like addressing a lot of things, which he alluded to in, mm-hmm. in basically the whole conversation. I appreciated what he did coming in here. Oh, I absolutely appreciate it. I think it's tough to. It's tough to like root against somebody when you get to see a little bit of how they are, like how he was with you. And I, I was interested too in how you were going to play it with things that you've said. And you haven't like killed him in the past, but you know the jokes like, "Oh no, 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 Carson's not coming to Indy." When we would joke about that, well, but he was obviously aware of time. your comments, and you did bring it up, and you guys addressed it. So I thought it was, Thank I thought you. it was handled pretty well. Thank you, everybody on the internet, which is what the internet does. You know. Yeah. You know, once one person said, Darius Butler, by the way, said, oh, my dog, Pat, and he put a video of me back. I did not. I feel like we addressed I just had to explain the situation. What were you supposed to say to him? They're like, what? Hey, man, are you broken? And I still think you're broken. Even after you give me the answer and tell me you're not, you're still broken for sure then. You're terrible. Is that what people want? Now, I, I would like to say, I did say at one point that I would rather have Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. I did say that at one point I said he was, I feel like I, we addressed everything. And by the way, Carson sat there. In the pocket, uh-huh. and just yeah. he was like, "Yeah, here we go." He he did talk about how, you know, because I told him afterwards, I was like, "Man, you were so cool there." It was like nice to learn about you. I did not do a lot of research about him as a human. I just because I feel like I would ask the questions that a lot of people would have. Then if I don't like, he's a cool guy. Like, hey, that that guy was a really yeah. cool guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, normally your name is just a headline. Your name is just a headline with something that's going on. And it was really cool to see him. I'm very thankful Carson Wentz did that. I hope he plays good so I can continue to be just super nice to the guy. Yeah. Expectations are sky high for him, aren't they? Like, yeah. what do people around Indy, they, are people like, hey, this is our time. We have our window with this young team. Like, some of the young studs you have right now. Like, our window is now. we got to win it. And maybe that's why Chris Bauer doesn't spend any money. So the expectation is that we win a Super Bowl. Ooh, <laughs> smart. When I look at the team right now, I think, hey, this is a team. They got an offensive line. They got a great defense. Special teams is great. This is a team that could go. You know, if you got a guy. Like, if Carson can play, which it seems like he is, you know, a – I don't want – he said after he got benched in Green Bay, everything changed for him. That's when he started like mm-hmm. thinking things. Now, and I would assume that could potentially get him out of his way. But now it feels like he's if he can go, that team can win a Super Bowl. Now we still got to figure out who he's throwing the fucking ball to. Oh, Juju's yeah. off the market now. He is. I thought there was a chance Juju was coming to Indy. By the way, that seems like the perfect guy almost. Now dancing on the logos. I'm not sure how the culture in the locker room would feel about that whole thing. But Juju's young. He's learning. Doing it. It'll fit in somewhere. He turned down Chiefs, Ravens, Eagles to go back to the Steelers at a lower offer. I don't know what the Colts are going to do for Carson Wentz's, you know, opportunities or weapons or anything like that. But the thought that Juju was going to come to Indy was one that I had. He is not here. He's back in Pittsburgh. I don't know what they're going to do with that money. I mean, how much do they have? Do we know before the draft? They have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. They've had a lot of money. Whenever the salary cap was going to be very low, lower than it is now, they had a lot of money. Let alone, that's all without restructuring contracts where they could potentially turn turn salaries into signing bonus, the whole thing like that. Is there an update here on Juju's offers? Here we go. Allegedly, Taylor Bishotti. 
Taylor Bishotti's reporting sources tell me these were the other offers. Kansas City, $8 million with $3 million in incentives. Do the math, $11 million. Okay. Steelers <laughs> offered them $8 million. Baltimore, $9 million with four incentives. Do the math, $13 million. Oh, okay. So he turned on the most, allegedly. Now, this is via Taylor's reporting, and we appreciate her reporting and her doing her due diligence. Turned down the most potential money from Baltimore because he's a Pittsburgh guy. I'd assume that's why, because he's blue-collar through yep. and through. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a chance that this happened because he didn't get a chance to hit an actual free agency. Salary cap went down. 11 years, $110 billion was signed. That salary cap's going to yodel, yodel, yodel again. Maybe free agency on the other side gets big money, but I like the fact that he took perceived less money to go back to the, Indiana, or to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to go uh, get Ben another ring, doesn't he? Is that has he said that yet? Has he been talking about? Hey, I'm gonna. I'm this one. It's for Ben. <laughs> it is, <laughs> bro. If he if that's his dance next year. Oh man, that this one's for Ben. Around Roethlisberger while he's uh, warming up. It'll be yeah. like it'll be like uh, you know you'll do like oh, uh, oh like a double. <laughs> what do you mean a double entendre? Uh, it's like pitching ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ball. Big uh, Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben. Uh -huh. And then you do like a <laughs> clock, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get in there. And just, <laughs> what's going on? Just downhill skiing all day. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yep. Uh, skiing alone, though, that's the part about it. You're that's sick. right. I mean, you're such you're so immature. You instantly just took it there. I didn't mean anything like that. Yeah, that's you what know, you meant. You just that take is, it. Yeah, Whoa! Exactly what you did. No, you did. Sitting on a toilet, dude. Let's get some phone calls, shall we? How about it? Hell wrap yeah. up, wrap up this Brinks week, huh? Mm -hmm. Mask well, week. You gotta, go ahead. I don't. E I know I can't hear it. I don't even know for sure, but I can tell by the way you're looking. You have a TV in front of you, and there's some basketball. <laughs> 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 it is right. Colgate. By the way, as you were talking, as you were talking, I was looking down here, and I was thinking to myself, AJ knows I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, I tried my best while you were talking. I want to let you know it is. I am hearing what you're saying, and I, I have learned over the last like couple weeks while watching these games, I can very much have a complete conversation about something very different than what I am currently watching. That has been something I've just recently learned about it's myself. Quite the talent, pretty, awesome. pretty proud. Pretty. I mean, we had a great conversation with Jordan Boyer. I felt like yeah. I learned a lot yeah. about him. I watched that entire West Virginia game. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, that's got to be something that's pretty impressive. He's got to come back on, by the way, without March Madness potentially happening, without West Virginia being on TV at the exact same time. But are you going to watch – are you going to dive into March Madness here? I'm enjoying the hell out of it. There's seven games on right now yeah. already. They're going until 1 a.m. tonight. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I actually – I will be at uh, a soccer tournament all weekend with my daughter. So, oh, so you're we'll not see. watching Ohio State? What's that? You're not going to watch Ohio State play? Against Oral Roberts, yeah, I, I'll still find a way. I'll stream it on my phone whenever, whenever they play, whatever the time. You did not they, know. You don't even know what time. Hey, by yeah. the way, you dropping that in there against Oral Roberts is a move that I do when I just unload all the information I have about something right up front, so people think that I have a grotesque amount of knowledge about yeah. the subject. For instance, yesterday with Dallas Clark, I got to unload all of my farmer. Yeah, references. yeah that was oh, awesome. it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. While I was talking to him, you know, as he's giving an answer, I'm thinking back through my travels with my farmer friends. I'm like, what is, what is some cliche bullshit that they used to say about something? Oh, get on uh, the turbine. Uh, knee high knee by high July. By July. July. <laughs> knee high by 4th of July. That was a big one. Yeah. That's corn, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on? Uh, Florida has taken the lead. Here we go. Now we, go. Now we go. play. On, Let's go. Chop, 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 chop. I like Florida. I love Florida in this game, okay? Uh, prestigious alumni of Florida. Obviously, Timmy Tabo. And one. Aaron Hernandez. 
Let's get some phone calls. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian. <laughs> Dan Bilzerian went to Florida? Yeah. Big shout out. I did not know that. Cam Newton. Chris Lee. Chris Lee. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Hey, he was a great athlete. Uh, great tight spiral. He, he could throw a tight spiral, but I'll tell you what he couldn't do. What's that? You will never see another team fight as hard as this team. We'll fight until the end of this season whenever we win the national championship. And I am Tim Tebow, and everything I do is 100% right, and that is genuine. That's not fake. Ponsies. Ponsies. Shout out. Riley right. Yeah, Riley Cooper. That team. Percy Harvin. Janoris Jenkins. The linebacker. Linebacker for the Patriots. He's Brandon Spikes. 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 Hyde? No. Hyde did no. Joe Hayden. Florida he had was so much talent there. Urban Meyer. So he got good. sick there, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. happened. He got hurt there. Yeah. He said He said in his press conference, you know, Florida, Ohio State, Jacksonville Jaguars, where the greatness begins is defensive line. Florida and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw they signed, like, 12 players, didn't they? Yeah, Urban Meyer said, listen, we're building a new facility. If I'm doing this, we're building a new facility because yeah. I can't do with this bullshit here. And also, I'm allowed to spend everything. Yep, you got it. Urban's <laughs> going in there. I, I respect it. I like it. Because if I was going to go coach a team, I would want to be able to do the same thing, especially if I'm in the position of Urban Meyer, which is he can basically do whatever the hell he wants in this particular time frame whenever it comes to coaching. I like that they're going all in. I like whenever teams make moves. That's why, you know, whenever Ursay first said, that he was potentially being prudent because salary cap and revenue was going to be changed for the foreseeable future. And then by the end, he said, listen, I'll get in there and win some games if I have to. I, I, I'm kind of mixed. I don't know how I feel about it, but I like when my team's going, AJ, you know? I like it, yeah. dude. You should, but would you be worried if your team was going too much and they were throwing too much money at players that you thought well, you know, was maybe questionable? If they win, who cares? How well, yeah, but we don't – right now, though, there, no one's playing right now, so all of this doesn't matter until the season starts. Almost everything in my life that's ended up being special, uh, people have said that I overpaid for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones said that. Jerry Jones said that. Let's not forget, Dak Prescott got paid. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. A lot of money. $75 million next year. One year, $75 yeah. million. Dollars. Somehow the cap hits only like a million. Free agent again when you're 31 years old. Good for him, dude. I mean, by the way, his contract was unbelievable. Okay, absolutely unbelievable, got paid. He's going to have to get three more of them to catch up to a half a billion dollars that Patrick Mahomes signed for. Mm-hmm. Now, this, these are the same people that are saying that Patrick Mahomes is a bad deal, have to look at the math and say this is a great deal, and then say, okay, is he going to be able to get two to three more of those? Because that's what it would take to get to a half a billion dollars in the next 10 years. I'm just not 100% sure. If you stare at a piece of paper and it says you'll get a half a billion dollars for the next 10 years to do something that you're already doing, I assume it could be potentially pretty easy to go, yeah, give me that mm-hmm. thing. And when people are like, that's a bad deal, that's a bad deal, it's like, it's a fucking half a billion dollars. Who is, where did you come from that a half a billion dollars is a bad deal? Must have been nice. Hey, must have been nice that a half a billion dollars in the next 10 years is a bad deal. But they'll say that about every deal that is signed, basically, because the salary cap's about to take off right now with this $110 billion deal thing. Next year, like, this is the year to tank. So then next year, all this cash infusion comes back to the salary cap. That's when you go and you can be uh, the Bill Belichick of uh, next offseason and sign everybody. You know, they're saying that the Eagles and some other teams are going to go all in to try to get Deshaun Watson or 
Russell Wilson. Chicago is allegedly still in the hunt for mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, yeah. says Shefty this morning. Is, until draft day comes or until you hear Schneider or uh, Pete Carroll say they are not trading Russell Wilson, he said he does not think that is a closed-door situation over there. Even though the three ones, a third, and two starters were already offered up, it's like what more could you potentially give Andy Dalton? Hey, yeah. you put Ooh. Andy Dalton on the table, maybe some people will turn their head a little bit differently next time. Hey, didn't you say Russ put a video out and he said go Hawks? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, very like pretty good too. Enthusiastically, cool. yeah, it wasn't like a go hot like you know what I mean. Was this on uh, on Instagram? It was on Instagram and Twitter. He was announcing his flag football team. Do you have one of those? Why why don't you have? Why don't you give back to the game? Yeah. Huh? Flag football team? Yeah, yeah. I go watch my son play. Yeah, but why don't you have like an entire yeah. academy, Hops, like a Hops. league and academy? Yeah. Well, I I tried to be a volunteer uh, track coach, and I actually. I had to stop before the first practice. Oh, no. you, quit. you quit. Yeah, no. I thought so. Classic. By the way, quit on your kids. Was it, was it, uh, was, uh, I don't even think he knew the kids he was coaching yet, so I don't, I don't want to say you quit on your kids, but if you did get to yeah. meet them, they were looking I did forward. Not. I did not get to meet them. Oh, okay, but they heard that you were potentially coach, so they were disappointed, mm -hmm. and you did quit on those kids' hopes mm -hmm. and aspirations and dreams. Did you send me a photo of that meeting you had to attend, or was that a FaceTime? I forget. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I may have. I saw the picture of it, and when I saw how many people were in there and who was I speaking, and I, uh, I thought there was next to no chance that you were sitting through that entire thing. Well, obviously, I didn't have my video on it. I don't know. I don't know who watches the show, so I have to uh, be careful. Uh, All right, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody on the call. I thought it was going to be me and two, the three other coaches, and then I, I pop on there, and it's me and like 75 people, and I was like, what is happening? It was people from all over running this yeah. League and again, we weren't people. gonna be able to make any of the meets. So So you just you kept your uh camera off and you said you called in or what did you do? No, I listened in the whole time. It was just it was only a couple people speaking, basically. They didn't ask you to speak, why not? Surprisingly they did not come to me. Probably good. I don't think I had any when? I didn't have any questions or answers. I just knew right away like all right, this is not gonna work out with our schedule. When did you decide fuck them kids? Immediately after that call? Never met the kids. The kids, they haven't even fin finished registering to be on the team. So you I didn't it. let the kids down. Yeah. Florida's up three. Uh, Go Gators. Sure yeah. sounds like you. You so. know, none of those kids are going to play for either of these schools because they had a chance to have a coach that was great, and he decided to quit on them before the first practice. Mm -hmm. Hey, so you picked Florida to win? Yeah, I think what path those kids are going to go through. I bet on them pretty large, yeah. I need to – well, I, I need to check my bracket. I don't know what I what I do. I bet on Colgate, too. Straight up there, plus 350 over Arkansas. They're three up right now. Come on. That was a little nugget in the office that was going around this morning. Hey, I didn't see it live, but I saw uh, – I mean, Michigan State had a hell of a showing last night. I saw oh, the highlights. Oh, Tom Izzo needs Come to on. hang it up. He needs to hang it up. Listen, this might be a freezing cold take next year. If Izzo, he won't because I watched the way he coached in the second half. But if Tom Izzo gets back to the glory days that he once had – He will. He will. He will not. They have the best kids. player in probably decades coming to Michigan State next year. No, he's going to the G League, dude. We're going, we're all the way back. He's probably going to punch that kid in the face. Let's yeah. go to Joey in the Palm Coast. <laughs> Joey, what's going on? He probably will, and then they'll lose. What's going on, Joey? How you doing, Pat? AJ Hawk, unbelievable boys. How are you? Hey, great. What's Palm Coast? Where's that, down in Florida? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit north of uh, Daytona Beach. Oh, Daytona. Ooh, Daytona. 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 Yeah, what do you got going on, Joey? Well, uh, about 4.50 a.m. Eastern time, our beloved Collingwood Magpies took the field at the MCG. Whoa. Little bit Whoa. No. Whoa. Who'd they lose no. to? Who'd they lose you to? Too. 
Uh, they lost to uh, the Western our Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. Ooh. Yeah. 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 They lost to our Western Bulldogs. <laughs> I saw those highlights. Mason Cox, Coxzilla, had the first goal of the night uh, for uh, Collingwood. He had two on the night. Billy Smith with the great mullet, he had two goals as well. I kept up with it, Joey. Are you a big fan? Because of you and the show, I am a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> I uh, have oh. my jersey and everything hanging up. So, oh wow! <laughs> oh, no, they got they got a bad rap. I think Joey, you're going to learn that if you ever have a friend from Australia to the house and they see the jersey. I think. Anyways, my boys last night this morning fucking put on a clinic, dude. Damn. Wait, who are your boys now? The Western Bulldogs, the yeah. best mullets in the biz. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Don't worry. There's a picture of my guy floating through the air about to punch it, Billy Smith, Bailey Smith. This guy. Mahomes? He, Unbelievable. He's a phenom. He is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. photo? Yeah, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's doing that? For opening night, though. So Jeez. It's, gonna, it's only going to get better. Yeah. AFL, we're still in, in the AFL. All right, good. Until they play the Tigers. Have the Tigers played yet? Richmond, that is. Yep, I think we're undefeated. You don't even know. They played who in front of fifty thousand, I think, a couple nights ago. Actually, yeah. yeah, they are playing. Good sign. And Dusty's back, by the way. Mm. Dusty's your guy. I had a lot of Australians tweeting us that we gave up on AFL. What? We did not. Says who? We did not. It's the off season. What are you talking about? We're a football show, dude. Yeah. So whenever it's Aussie. the national football time, yeah. we watch it. Mm-hmm. When it's the Aussie football time, we watch it. I mean, yeah. we followed it. Right to the fucking final dance. What are you talking the about? Grand yeah, yeah. The, fucking, the grand slammy. Yeah. Grand final. Yeah, the grand final. Uh-huh. I mean, we, we followed it all there. the way through. We tried to go. We did try to go. You know who said no? Fatch. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Australia. Yeah. Australia said no harder than Fatch, by yeah. the way. Oof. Australia was like, nah, nah, nah. No planes coming in. China's like, you come here. We're going to shove something up your butt. Make sure you don't got COVID. And you can go about whatever you got to do. There he is. Ooh, Look what? at this dude. That's my guy. That's Bailey Smith. That's my guy. Hair looks good. Yeah. Is that a specky or is he punching do that? Have that? Is, that a, is that a turnover or what? How does that work? No. How that, that was an Allen Iverson type moment. Yeah, yeah. Make it a play. Crossed him up. Yeah. For those that don't know what we're talking about, it's Aussie Rose football. It's in Australia. Uh, it's the Australian Football League. It is not rugby. You think it's rugby. It is a vastly different sport than rugby. It is explosive, electric. Not that rugby isn't a good sport and incredibly tough. I get it. you got to be very tough to play rugby. But Aussie Rose football is much different, and it involves a lot of punting, a lot of mossing people, mm-hmm. a lot of tackles. I mean, it is fantastic sport. We still watch it. I'm not a – I'm a Mason Cox guy till I die. Of course. But I hope the Western Bulldogs trade for him. Let's go to Rob in Pittsburgh. What's going on, Rob? I do. I bring him into camp. <laughs> What's going on, Pat and the boys? Do they hey, just hanging out. Well, I think they they – they, they've been uh, doing some salary cap gymnastics down there. They redid Bailey Smith's deal oh, wow. into okay. a lifetime deal because the song bitch is so good. And they're like, nice. we'll just figure that out down the road. But Coxzilla comes out hot, two goals. He's going to be expensive. I understand the restructure is going to have to happen. Yeah. Get his ass to over fucking the Western Bulldogs so I can tweet about him without having the rest of Australia tell me that I'm supporting just a terrible club or whatever. <laughs> Rob Downer in Pittsburgh, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, what's up, Pat? I got two things for you, man. First, I just want to thank you and the boys for everything you do, man. Thank you. Been tough on us since COVID, working from home. But you know what? At 12 o'clock when your show comes on, I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. And, you know, you guys put me in my right state of mind. So thank you very much for the show. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Rob. We appreciate you, Rob. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, So my question is, and I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with March Madness. Oh. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I was wondering, um, you know, after people retire from sports, not just the NFL, but really any sport, 
and you know they they have a showing on TV. Some athletes get a little like fluffy, and I'm not body shaming. What I'm wondering is why do some athletes have a hard time staying in shape? Thank you, Rob, for your incredible. Why does anybody have a hard time staying in shape? No, but I will. I will go into the athlete part of it, and let alone anyone. But as athlete thing. And I'm not saying I ever was an athlete. Probably a better athlete than you. Not a better athlete than my teammates. So I'm not talking to you, AJ. I'm just talking to people that are listening or watching or whatever. You're, you're, a, you're a legit great athlete. You really are. Thank honestly. you. That means a lot. I mean, I could beat mostly anybody at anything, but I, I appreciate you for that. I was a punter professionally. So in the professional athlete ranks, very low. I have a lot of self-awareness there. But I think the reason why you see a lot of athletes potentially gain some weight is because Man, when you have those 6 a.m. workouts, okay, and that's just like every day, and then you have no off-season and your entire life revolves around like making your body into what it could be, whenever it no longer is your tool, whenever it is no longer your moneymaker, you can you can get to a point where you're like, you know what, I ain't fucking doing that. I've, in the middle of those workouts, there's actually moments where you think to yourself, I can't wait till I don't have to fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. And those are the types of workouts, by the way, you have to have to get to the level that you want to get to if you want to become a professional. You have to go till exhaustion. Now, there's some people that absolutely love it. AJ still goes and grinds every single morning. It comes and goes with me just so I don't become a 400-pounder. But you see some guys that are like, they made a promise to themselves that whenever they were in those workouts, I am never doing this again and then they get uh retired they don't have to do it anymore they enjoy food which is something that some people don't do i've never understood how that happens but i think that's why it happens to athletes a lot more than potentially the regular folks after they retire i mean i, I think there's a lot of different yeah, reasons for it but athletes yeah you don't have to do it your body isn't like what is making you money anymore for I, I assume most retired players maybe some guys get some get on only fans or something can make some cash that'll keep them in shape right yeah, I, I think the guys that get on OnlyFans, though, that are retired, they probably love working out, those guys. I'd assume. Yeah, because you know, you know I mean? the, their body is their, their, their moneymaker still. So yeah, that's but, what keeps them engaged. Yeah, but they're on OnlyFans because they love their body, too. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. check it out. Are but also, think about the play, on, like, like players. players. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Ask oh, AJ. Yeah. I thought, I thought he was on there. Dudes are swinging dick on OnlyFans? I, I, assume, I assume there's ma- what do you? How sexist is that if there's no males? You're right. His OnlyFans, yeah. his OnlyFans, a sexist operation. Jeez. That is something I never even thought about. The fans only situation is interesting because people <laughs> are really turning that into a a very profitable profession. I'm not, I'm not sure that that particular app is ever going to slow down. The OnlyFans. No. no, no, no. I think that is gaining speed. Mm-hmm. The next level, really. Just check. There is men on there. Fat dudes too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, check, check real quick. That's what I'm saying. I, I think to your point, like the dudes that are still using their bodies to make money on OnlyFans, yeah. I think I think those are the guys that enjoy working out full time. Yep. But yeah, what? There is big dudes on it. Oh, oh relatable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some BBMs. BBMs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go to Dak in Illinois. What's going on, Dak? Hey, what's going on, Pat and the boys? BBMs. Just hanging out. Just <laughs> hanging out. What do you want to talk about, pal? Uh, well, I've been a Bears fan my whole life, and oh, yeah. Ryan Pace has fucked this team over so much. 
damn it. I can't even cheer for him anymore. It's hard to fucking even want to wake up and cheer for the Bears anymore. Damn. Oh, wow. Is that the representative of all Chicago Bears fans? We don't have a focus group. We can't just immediately dial into Chicago Bears fanhood. The only person we can ask is Zito. Zito, is that a representation of how you Bears fans feel right now? Yes. Uh, if you could see the Andy Dolan comment section when he was uh, live yesterday, it destroyed him. Oh, man. It was bad. But, yeah, Chicago is very, very mad. They need to make a big, big move this next couple days. Russell Wilson, they thought. Yeah. Andy Dalton. Still. Russell Wilson's still on the table, though. Foot, still on the table by maybe that Chicago Bears fans <laughs> or Bear, Chicago Bears organization telling Shefty, like, please. Come please, on, they're killing us. Please let us know. <laughs> and then Fuller, Akeem Hicks. It feels like there's a lot potentially on the way out. And Khalil Mack was allegedly getting traded a few weeks ago. I mean, there he is. Chicago Bears fans, loyal fan base. You could see how they potentially are about fed up with what's going on over there. I mean, they better jump out to a hot start or it's going to be a tough year for them, man. Like, they – it's going to be weird. They have to win. They, everybody there knows it. Like, this is the year we have to find a way. But, man, what what could they do to bring the fans back? Honestly, just is Russell Wilson the only way to get the fans back? You win a game. That's yeah. it. You win. Yeah. Winning cures everything. Win and look good. Like, win and look good offensively. That'll that'll get the fans back. I, I don't even think so because last year their team looked terrible and they were 5-2 and two or whatever, and they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going oh, to the Super yeah. Bowl. I think if you just True. win, isn't it amazing how much winning can just cure in the building, out of the building? There is blatant mistakes being made all over the place, but we're winning games, so who cares? We're celebrating. We're having pep rallies, and it's like, this team, there is some dumb shit going on. <laughs> well, we're winning. Who cares? You just – it's amazing. And then as soon as that loss comes and the Steelers – from this last year as soon as uh failure shows up all those things become a big big zoom in factor if andy dalton and the bears win early i think their fans will be on board but as soon as the loss comes or whatever they're gonna be like remember we had russell wilson remember we had fuller who's a pro bowler we had that all this stuff comes back to like they just have to win but that's all that matters is you win yeah but you're right when you when you lose a game after you've been winning for a while maybe and all of a sudden, the coach loses his mind or something. He's like, "It's usually the Monday after." And he's like, "We got, we got guys. Look at this." He shows a clip of practice, and like one guy is sitting on top of their helmet. Like I know you couldn't sit on helmets in Green Bay. A lot of teams they do, but in Green Bay you don't sit on your helmet for whatever reason. And he, so I don't think anybody did in Indy either. By the way, I, I watched the Steelers. Those guys they all sit on their helmet. Like Paul Amado, all their studs, their legends do. And I was like, "Oh man, like I don't, I don't think I've been on a team where they would allow that." I don't think I have been either. But now, Neil, I was always big. Extended kneel down, okay, yeah. helmet right hand, and then yeah. kind of bouncing back and forth, then stand up. That whole that was kind of my go. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't. I've never been on a football team. I think that where people just sat on. See if you can pull a picture, Z or someone. I don't know if that's comfortable. Is it? Is it comfortable? I don't no know if way. I'm flexible enough yeah. to even do that. I don't. Yeah, even... I'm not. I couldn't do it if I wanted to. Try it. You got a helmet right there. Yeah, you got a helmet. Sit all the way down. But things like that, coach will show a clip of somebody sitting on their helmet in practice. He's like, "You see this? You see this? We're li- we're slipping," and he'll go crazy over that. Like, really? Is that why we lost the game, coach? Oh, it looks wow. so comfy. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, man. there you go. How's it going yeah. down there? What's up? Is it, co- is it cool down there? It's better than that chair, dude. I see why <laughs> Paulomalu did this. That fucking asshole. It's probably when he was sitting down like this, he realized that I was going to try to score a touchdown in front of my family. Yeah, I don't know if this would be my thing. I I feel a cramp in my quad. Mm-hmm. My 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 ass area feels like this is a bit. This is not an easy, like not a soft surface. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be able to get up if I had to. Like if it was a call it up. Like yeah. I, I don't. I think it would be a fall back first, and then we get up. 
Yeah, that's not my move. But having two K one. But it is uncomfortable. It is like it, I. Yeah, there it is. See, it's he looks like he could pop right up and oh. run a hundred yard touchdown. Well, he probably pops up and grabs that thing while he's going. Yeah. It's on his head before I'm. I'm rolling around. <laughs> yeah. that entire thing. But yeah, you're right. It, but it's not just the coach that's doing that. The media starts. The yeah. fans start to question everything. Uh, the coach obviously does. Like, and, and I've been a part of, you know, when they, they call up how many, who's been watching film on the iPad because they know exactly who's opened the apps and who hasn't and what has gone on. We got guys in this room who've watched zero minutes of film this year. And it's like, well, we did just go 8-0, though. Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, it working? I, you know, I, we're 8-1 now. And that's like when everything kind of comes to light. You know, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing, the NFL. If you win, it does not matter. Nothing matters if you win. If you lose, though, mm. it is coming from everywhere at all times <laughs> until you stop. And then you win. Okay, they'll put it on pause. But it's almost like people just writing their notes, like, what's going on? Yeah. There's another one coming. When it does, I go, I'm going to be fucking ready here. And then <laughs> three weeks later, another one comes. Boom, we saw this coming three weeks ago. And bang, you just got to win games. That's all Andy Dalton's going to have to do. And by the way, Andy Dalton has been in this situation before. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, we can't thank you enough. All week, to all the guests, thank you for your time. To all the boys, thank you for your commitment. To all the listeners, your loyalty is one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced in my entire life, and we can't thank you enough for it. If you like the show this week, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful March Madness weekend. And Monday's show is going to be big. Hit the music.